Jabber's News, the antivirus program for your mind. And now, the Freedom Reporters. Good evening, everyone, new viewers and Maverick family, and hello, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Doing quite well. Thanks for asking, Rick. Good to see uh, you and uh, meet you, Joseph. Good to meet you, too. And uh, I don't know about the good part, but it is evening. And uh, first off, you know I can't pass a pun, so you say in the uh, show title, Follow the Money, I prefer to follow my nose. It always knows the flavor of fruit. Now I'm hungry for cereal. <laughs> That's a Fruit Loops ad for those who didn't, if it went past anybody. <laughs> you didn't get past me because I'm old enough to remember. I'm, I'm, do they still run those commercials, those Fruit Loops commercials using that song? They do no. by me anyway. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> no, maybe a little... Uh, a little ancient. Anyway, gentlemen, we have a lot to uh, to cover tonight. Uh, Joseph, thanks for joining us on the program again. <clears throat> for um, those who don't know, uh, Joseph wrote the book, which you see on the screen, Terror Strikes, which is a book dealing with terrorism. And uh, Joseph has been following the situation in the Middle East with Hamas, with the Israel Palestine conflict in Gaza. We're going to get into the attacks in in uh, in Yemen, the airstrikes from earlier this week. What we are likely to see in the days ahead with regard to that. Also tonight, we'll be looking at this whole issue that has bubbled to the surface uh, regarding allegations of paid protesters um, at pro-Palestinian rallies around the world including here in Canada and the United States. Ron DeSantis was given a participation trophy, which was a little embarrassing for him. Congratulations, um, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll try to find some time to get into this whole thing with Gonzalo Lira, the journalist who uh, died in a Ukrainian prison. Um and student immigration, immigration in general, it looks like the Canadian government is finally acknowledging that maybe the the flow of immigration is just too much for the system to cope with. Uh, so we'll get into all that and a whole lot more on the other side of this. Hello, world. Are you awake? Uniting humankind by liberating millions of minds at a time. Maverick News. The world is watching. The New World Order. Government overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now, at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News.
the antivirus program for your mind. All right, guys, what do you say we start off with this story about the uh, the Yemen airstrikes, which we were covering here live on um, on the program a couple of nights ago. And I think uh, yesterday, last night, time difference, so it gets a little bit confusing. But overnight, there were additional airstrikes, apparently, um, into Yemen. So I'll throw it out uh, to, to you guys. First of all, let's start with you, Joseph. Um, what do you know and what are you thinking? Well, first, I've got to make a clarification. Uh, I can make mistakes, sometimes do, and I had a brain fart when I was on the show last with you. We were talking about the Houthis, and I had a brain fart and said Hutus, which are a different set of terrorists on the African continent, not to be confused with Horton, who didn't hear either of those Who's, but um pum Anyway... <laughs> You know me, I can't resist. But anyway, uh, Joe Biden, of course, wants to take credit for being such a tough, strong leader now. He was dragged into this kicking and screaming by England and France and Spain to a lesser extent because his screw-ups his feckless leadership on the world stage is now leading to world economic impact by the Houthis interfering with the shipping. Uh, his refusal to have done a damn thing prior to this. I think there should be one or two airstrikes into Iran. Nothing big, but something near the Ayatollahs to let them know, you know what? We can reach out and touch you. Hmm. What do you think, Brendan? Well, I mean, I only started following it the other night. Like, conflict in the Middle East is not near and dear to my heart. I can't say that I care a whole lot about what is happening in the Middle East. But what is important that I did understand, what I feel like should be simplified is that Saudi Arabia and Iran are having a proxy war in Yemen. That's what's going on, right? So with some of the ships that have been attacked, what I did find out is like Norway was one of the countries that had their uh, merchant vessels attacked. If that was the country of Yemen, then in that situation under NATO, that would be like grounds for some heavy retali retaliation, I think. But with what I'm kind of observing, it seems like they could have... I don't know what the answer is, but I, I don't like the confrontation. I don't think it's good for anything to get involved in a proxy war. Um, mm -hmm. I think you could probably put pressure on the Saudis to snuff this out or do something about it. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, let me... Uh clarify something, Brandon, that Saudi is involved in a proxy war on behalf of us against right. Iran. I'd say the, that's more accurate, yeah. Yes. And also with this situation, has Iran made a blunder taking it too far? Now the ship involved, the main ship in question, you need to hearken back 
is the same ship out of Greece under Marshall Island's flag that was seized by the U.S. Right. hauling Iranian cargo under U.N. sanctions. So now Iran has the Houthis seize that same ship hauling Iraqi oil to Turkey, a NATO ally who is a weak NATO ally. Erdogan is more Islamic fundamentalist sympathizer than he is NATO ally. So are they making a major mistake and causing the people of Turkey to now perk up their ears and demand their leadership say, ah, uh, enough of this stuff, we are a NATO ally, and do something about this now. Will Turkey, who has ships in the Red Sea helping in Ukraine, blockade Russia to some degree, now send ships and deal with Yemen themselves, because they are really the target of Iran in this situation. Yeah, and uh, Turkey is kind of um, a waffler when it comes to their uh, involvement with, um, with NATO. And that's why the United States really has not given them full access to the newest military technology, um, the newest jets. So they're kind of, I think you're right, Joseph. I, I don't know if they can be really relied upon to support the U.S. in, in all of this. And I mean, if you go back and look at the, the United States seizing that ship before, um, this is, you know, the, the, the linkages as you go backward get create more and more complex yeah. uh, political situations, right? Well, as the saying goes, you have to understand history to know, you know, it may not repeat, but it rhymes. And mm -hmm. a whole lot of people in your audience probably know what we're talking about, but some casual observers' heads probably just exploded. They didn't mm -hmm. know what I just laid out to them. And all, all the, you know, all the different facets of this spider web that is woven there. Yeah, and it continues to evolve this situation. Receiving uh, um, more reports just now that uh, earlier today there was another target hit inside Yemen. And this, I think, ensures, virtually guarantees that we'll see additional escalation because the, the Houthi are promising to retaliate in, a, in an, what they're saying, an effective way. And that means also, according to what they've been saying, that U.S. military bases across the Middle East and now now appear to be uh, targets for the Houthi and, and their, their supporters. Now? Well, now? Yeah. The last six months they've been under assault and by dumb hasn't done a bleeping thing about it. That's what brought us to here. The feckless leadership rudderless leadership in Washington, D.C., who's more interested in aiding abetting our Iranian enemies than our allies. And uh, this wouldn't have been happening had he not allowed it to get to this. Had we done something about all the Houthi attacks on Iraqi and Syrian U.S. bases already, 
Yeah. And well, again, the UK is what dragged us into this. Yeah, and this is what uh, the attacks looked like the other night. You know, in, in that 24-hour news cycle, this was, you know, right at the top. When these attacks began, mainstream media really jumped on this. But there's been a lot going on that hasn't been reported on leading up to this. Then the attacks happen. It's sort of like a highlight package. It's almost like sports coverage, I think, when this stuff happens. And uh, people were freaking out, worrying that World War III might break out. But by the time we got to the next morning, it was like, News wasn't paying much attention to it anymore, and it's out there now. But there isn't a lot of coverage. But there, you know, the, the tensions are still at a at a fever pitch over in the Middle East. I would say. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Well, we're back to the Bill Clinton diplomacy. Eh, got a problem? Launch a few cruise missiles. Then back to standard operating procedure: aiding, abetting Iran. Mm-hmm. And. We did see the other night when those attacks were happening in Yemen, we saw U.S. officials alerting the public that there is a heightened risk now of terrorist activity uh, within the United States. And I would say even Canada. Uh, What's your opinion on that, Joseph? Oh, well, no doubt. Like we've talked about on your show in the past, uh, the immigration issue that we'll be talking about again, uh, the hundreds that we've interdicted at the border on known terror watch lists at our southern border. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. Those are people we know we've actually engaged with and interdicted, but we still let them into the country. What about the thousands among the millions of gotaways that we never even encountered to have a clue what nation they're from? There are Almost, I'm just going to round it to 200 nations on the planet, and nearly three quarters of every nation on the planet is represented in illegals that have come across our border. Amazing, truly amazing. Without a doubt, we've been on red alert since like October 6, basically. You mean October 7th? You mean or? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Since, since <laughs> so, the Israel conflict started, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, um, even, even with that car that smashed into that border crossing, like, everybody was like, first thing, it was like, it's a terrorist attack. And I even, right. even myself, I was guilty of that. I was like, ah, oh, it's got to be a terrorist attack. Well, I saw the video and I thought, well, if this is a terrorist attack, it's one of the most lame ever. So I, I... You know, lame, I, things, I, lame, lame terrorist <laughs> attacks do happen, though. Yeah. <laughs> they do but, happen. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't j- want to jump the gun on that one because, and indeed, for those who still don't know, that was not a terror attack. It was a carjacking gone wrong that just happened to hit an embankment, flip, and hit that toll booth. Barely bruised the toll booth at that. But, yeah. Like uh, other events like the L.A. airport, though, when you remember a few months back, it was shut down for like three days due to the power going out. An actual terror assault on the power grid to shut down LAX. Not a damn peep. Do you think that's 
a good thing, maybe in a, in a way, Joseph, because terrorists want public attention. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, if, if the media gives it a lot of attention then they get what they want, if it's ignored, then they don't get what they want. But you're opening yourself up to criticism from the public because people are saying, well, why aren't you covering that? Well, there's Not a familiar phrase, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's what comes to mind, too, for me, like damned if you do and damned if you don't. And I mean, the mainstream media is kind of off of the whole terrorist thing. Like, they're not on with the terrorist thing. The Wuhan hysteria still. <laughs> they're on with that, but I mean, like, because, I mean, if they were on the whole terrorism bandwagon, that would be, well, this, is, this affects people of color and marginalized individuals. <laughs> oh, we still hear that on occasion. And, of course, the last three school shootings all being rainbow alphabet mafia related uh oh oh can't talk about that oh can't have rainbow alphabet mafia terrorists in the news have you guys followed at all the russian statements or responses to everything going on in in the middle east israel palestine the gaza strip have you paid any attention at all is anybody paying any attention? Well, I have to pay attention to it. I take it all with a grain of salt, however. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been watching, you know, some of the, the other live streamers out there, some of the influencers, journalists, if you will. And I find the, um, the commentaries <clears throat> interesting and I would say in some ways revealing you know, Russia condemning the October 7th attack by Hamas, listing Hamas as a terrorist organization, but then coming out also and condemning Israel for its response. And it appears they're backing South Africa's bid at the UN to have Israel held accountable for genocide. I mean, war crimes to that level. And then by extension, when I listen to, I would say the commentators who are pro-Russian in their leaning, when you listen to the way the narrative plays out, by the time you get to the end of it, even though they've condemned Hamas, they're actually supporting Hamas. Through Iran. Through Iran. Through Iran. Yeah. There doesn't yeah. need to be any consistency or congruency of thought. It's all just... Whatever propaganda now, even if it can contradicts propaganda of five minutes ago, is mm -hmm. convenient. Just like U.S. fascocrats and Premier yeah. Blackface up there. Yeah, real some real inconsistency there. The rhetoric over here is politically correct, if you will. But by the time you get to the end of the the, the narrative, they've kind of done a 180 and then when you see what they actually put into practice it contradicts kind of what they're saying because it's just about whatever serves their purpose at the time and i think you get a lot of that too on the u.s side with uh you know especially with with the democrats and the neocons any other thoughts on that before we well, I, I, I feel things. like I'm monopolizing too much time. Let's get more of Brandon's thoughts. 
I don't know. Well, I'm not one way or the other on that one. I can't say. I haven't paid attention to what Russia has been saying about uh, this at all. But uh, Iran and Russia are chums, so they're going to be chums, right? Like That's, that's what you're going to get, even yeah, if it contradicts think, what they're saying. I think Iran is sort of a convenient um, conduit for information and and policy, Russian policy. They can let their policy or their political objectives flow through Iran without taking direct responsibility for what they what their objectives truly are. Well, yeah. Iran has become a very, very important strategic ally to Russia now. And I, I mean, think they never, ever would have imagined such. Russia always thought as Iranian ties as yet another way to stick it in the eye of the West, right? Yeah. But yeah. Iranian drones are kind of saving Putin's ass at this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, they're certainly making use of, of the drone technology, if not the drones themselves. I'm hearing conflicting reports about that, that, you know, some people saying they're being shipped from Iran. And then we, you know, I'm also hearing that uh, they're just receiving some parts and that they're actually being assembled or manufactured using the Iranian technology and designs in Russia. I don't know what most is true. of the tech stolen from us. Remember when Obama handed them a Predator drone? Mm -hmm. Everybody remember that? Isn't it bizarre? how self-destructive the United States and the West has become. Well, what goes uh, around comes around, right? Like, hey, we, we give Osama some guns and some equipment, and then it uh, no. goes around on us a couple <laughs> years later. No question on that, too, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, the friend of my friend is not always my friend. He can be a temporary, convenient you mean the enemy of my, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but the enemy of my enemy is not necessarily my friend. Is that what you mean? Correct. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like I always say it over and over. Stalin and Russia, World War Two, they killed as many Jews and others leading into World War Two than as Hitler did. They were a convenient necessity for a two-front war. And Truman didn't allow Patton to then go on into Moscow and finish that off. Remember, uh, Stalin invaded Finland before Hitler invaded anyone. I think I said this last time. Hitler was stupid. Had he been smarter, he could have been the hero of Finland by going into Finland to kick out the Russians and would have been aided, abetted, and cheered on by the English and French in so doing. That's interesting. I, uh, you know, you say what goes around comes around and the technology and the proliferation of the technology. And, and you know, we're, we're, I think, very close to seeing Iran get a, a nuclear weapon. Netanyahu, I think just within the last week, um, conversing with uh, U.S. officials saying that it's their objective, mutually shared objective to prevent Iran from getting or obtaining the bomb. But because of their ties with Russia, I think Russia is just going to give it to them. Yeah, who's Eventually. to say they don't already have it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the, is the issue is not of them having the tech. It's whether indeed Russia 
gives them centrifuges, or if we are indeed still waiting on Iran to be able to spin up their own enough, you know, material, weapons-grade material, to make use of a bomb. And let me warn people over and over, it doesn't matter if they have an ICBM. You can put a dirty bomb on a cargo ship. You can put a dirty bomb on an airplane. You don't need an ICBM. North Korea can put a dirty bomb on a balloon bomb, like the Japanese attacked the U.S. mainline with in World War II. And since I that mentioned... Great. Yeah, right. But again, that's why my book, book is historical fiction. People don't know this stuff. They don't know anything. They never learned anything. So, yeah, they're, yeah. you know, but since I mentioned Hitler, uh, you mentioned Lori, Rick, in, in an email. Mm -hmm. I, apparently, I confused her with something I said on the previous show. Mm -hmm. No, I was not saying Wilson and the Democrats funded the Nazis. What I was saying was a lot of what the Nazi socies took or gained or used was the Wilson era Democrat outline, their use of propaganda, their, oh. their rounding up and, uh, you know, displacement and slaughter of those politically inconvenient to them. Does Trail of Tears ring a bell to anyone out there? If not, look it up. That was Wilson and the Democrats. So the Nazis borrowed from the Wilson Democrat administration, as well as obviously Margaret Sanger and her yeah, desire to wipe out Margaret Sanger, Democrat, Klanbake, famous for wanting to wipe out Negroes in this nation, and to this day, Planned Parenthood, her creation is mostly in urban areas doing what? Slaughtering black children. So I wasn't saying Wilson funded. And also, Democrats were benefiting from Hitler's war machine. That's why Democrats held a pro-Nazi rally at Madison Square Garden. They wanted to keep... That's why FDR was having a problem. There was a war within his own party wanting to stay out of World War II because a lot of Democrats were selling scrap and other things to Germany, Germany profiting off the war. So just to fast forward back to present day. Um, <laughs> Shout out uh, to Lori, though. I just wanted to clear her confusion yeah i just i just thought <laughs> I, I mentioned it to you in that message that i sent over because i missed you saying it all together i was probably queuing up the video or something i didn't even pay attention to what you were saying at that moment but um you know we don't even have this uh, inf treaty the intermediate nuclear um, jcpoa the iranian deal the oh. intermediate range nuclear forces oh, treaty oh. with um russia with russia i mean that's that's no longer in place. They, Essentially, we you know the the uh, uh, with with these we're, we're in a place where we're back into kind of an arms race. Iran racing to get the bomb. We have um, you know the U.S. pulled out of that INF treaty. I think not so no, not even no. so much because no, of the situation. No, no, no. Putin with, with Putin, Putin did. 
Well, I think it was kind of a mutual thing, but you give me your take on, on who pulled out and why. Well, Putin did because of knowing the, the Ukrainian war and the threat continued. The whole Ukraine thing would have been avoided had Bill Clinton not said, and again, inconvenient fact, whether Ukraine is part of NATO or not, it doesn't matter. Bill Clinton and the Democrats of the 90s made it U.S. policy to treat Ukraine as a NATO ally if they gave up their nukes, which they foolishly did. So they become, became de facto NATO. Uh, so well, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the Trump administration pulling out. It had withdrawn from the INF Treaty um, in August of 2019. Are we on the same page? Well, they're on... They're all kind of semi-related. Again, you got to understand all that back history, right? But yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad Trump was glad Putin wanted out of it because uh, Trump believes like Reagan did, peace through strength. If we allow Russia and uh, to continue to cheat on the agreement anyway, which we all knew was happening, and China to also run away with more arms. Well, I think that was, that was the that I was trying to get at was yeah. that China, um, you know, the U.S. believed that China had intermediate range missiles already. And so that's we, I think why the U.S. also was like, this, this treaty is no good because if China has them and we then we need to catch up. So yeah. if we're in this, if we're bound by this agreement with Russia, then we can't, then we have a, a, an additional threat on this other side, which is why this new ge multipolar geopolitical reality and the the spread of nuclear weapons to multiple um, nation states now creates a much more complex uh, reality for every nation state to deal with. Uh, th the nuclear threat is no longer bipolar. It's it's not just mutually assured destruction between two nations anymore. It's now every you know you've got multiple countries: Iran, China, um, Russia, the United States, others. You know, this is getting more and more complicated. And I would say by by just through ob obvious logic, it's it's much more dangerous and going to get even more dangerous. The minute Iran announces it has the nuclear weapon, Saudi Arabia will. And who are we going to be to say no? We too, like it or not, Saudi Arabia is obviously not NATO, but as part of past treaties, the United States has guaranteed the protectorate of the Christianity in Ethiopia, the Judaism in Israel, and the Islam uh, main areas of faith in Saudi Arabia. We and are declared protectorates of those sites. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. The U.S. has all kinds of military hardware in Saudi Arabia, in the United Arab Emirates. I was in the United Arab Emirates in 2007, and I was able to, we drove by this massive Air Force base, and it was all American. It's there in that region and they're in their heart. 
Yes, they are. That's why, you know, if Iran gets that bomb, Israel has said they won't allow it. The United States has said they won't allow it. If Russia uh, facilitates that, I mean, uh, where now we've got another standoff, right? Like, I don't know what that means. Biden Um, won't allow it. Biden's facilitating it. (laughs) That's why, again, I say the United Kingdom drug us into the airstrikes because they didn't Mm want to go it alone. And I'm actually even amazed Biden agreed to any strikes whatsoever. And as a Canadian sitting here watching what happened this week, the, uh, the the statements from the Canadian military, and uh, I even saw a former, I think, defense minister, uh, Jason Kenny. It was Jason Kennedy, Kenny, who spoke um, in an interview, saying it's it's really unfortunate that we weren't able to uh, to to assist in the operation. It's because we don't have any military left. We don't have any military left up here. So the, the story actually, today, uh, I, I, I can confirm that. Yeah. Oh, you're leading to it. Never mind. No, story, you're, 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 you go ahead then. And you, 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 you fill us in your rowboat. Was, your rowboat was on the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we, we have canoes. It's Canadian thing, man. Yeah. Canoes. We canoe, we kayak, you know, eh? So, uh, coo, 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 coo. <laughs> Bob and Doug. Anyway, it's my understanding that Canada and our military has had some hand in strategic planning with what's been going on, but it's like you said, we have no military assets to do anything with. We gave it all to Ukraine. There you go. So, like, <laughs> so here's my <clears throat> here's my translation on that from the um, that that's what that really means is Justin. Yeah, you guys suck and you don't have any military. But since you've kind of been backing us up on all this globalism stuff, I'll tell you what. You can just say that you helped us plan it. Okay? <laughs> so you just put out a statement saying you helped us plan it because you're you're you have like the smartest people up there. Yeah. You're so smart, you can help plan things. Even and- e- even though all those Predator and Reapers overhead and AWACS are all flying a U.S. logo on them. But, uh-oh, what happened to Rick? <laughs> I'm afraid we might be having a problem. It looks like, no, oh, no, there I'm he here. is. Okay. Here. <laughs> Honestly, I have a headache, and uh, so I just took some Tylenol. That's why I went off camera. I didn't want to make it look like I was doing drugs oh, on the uh, air, but I, I have yeah. this pounding headache tonight. And uh, so I had to take some Tylenol. I'm having sinus issues, so I keep doing This is not cocaine. It is just a Vicks inhaler. <clears throat> so I I'm guess gonna that means I'm the only one on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I don't know who manufactures it. It could be, but I don't know. I'm on nicotine, though. <laughs> Keeps me sharp. Yeah, I can't, uh, can't say that I partake in that at all. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so all of that. Um, and, you know, uh, and we're going we're to get more. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. What do you think's coming next, Joseph? It's, it's hard to say. Again, I, I want to be careful 
and cautious about movements and players behind the scenes that I know are happening now. Uh, it all hinges on Biden and whether he feels it a political advantage to appear tougher or not now and wants to, you know, continue the escalation. It, it's not good. We're not invading Iran. It's never going to happen. Like I say, I think we should launch a couple cruise missiles into Iran because that's who we're really fighting. Why do you want to bomb Iran? Like, why do you want to rattle <laughs> their cage? Like, can't why we do just... you guys want to bomb everybody? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's, <laughs> I, what's I, the I, purpose? I saw, like, I saw a bunch of We're going to give you some cruise missiles up your yin-yang. Like, why? What's the point? Well, because they're the ones actually involved. They're the ones behind it all. Where do you think all the material and money is coming yeah. from for the Houthis? You bomb the source, put them on notice. Look, you're on notice now. You can be touched. I'm not talking about invading Iran. I'm just talking Bill, hell, ballless yeah, Bill yeah, Clinton. Yeah, but, but when you do stuff like that, you get, you, you know, you're going to get a response. Peace, peace through strength. They only know strength. Weakness breeds more of what we've got. Isn't there another way to show that you're strong? Well, the sanctions would be nice again, but again, Joseph Rabinet Bidum is too yeah. busy aiding and abetting the Iranians to put back all the sanctions on again. Well, therein lies the problem, right? Because they freed up the money, sent plane loads of cash, um, you know, you exit Afghanistan, arm arm the, the terrorists that you said you were fighting, leave behind billions of dollars worth of weaponry, then back on the home front, you say that you're all for gun control. <laughs> right, hell, there's a perfect tie-in. Yeah, Joe Biden's for gun control only at home, nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, free weapons for the rest of the world, but not for you. Not law-abiding we'll Americans. They want to take your guns away and give it to Al Qaeda, <laughs> and they have. They have indeed. <sighs> they have indeed done exactly that, uh, which also leaves the United States open to this ongoing. This is driving me crazy because I think just because I pay so much attention to this, but every time the United States is attacked, every time. Something, you know, even this thing in Israel on October 7th, that the narrative then gets spun up that the United States did it to itself, that the United States has nobody to blame but itself, that Israel did it to itself, that it's always a false flag attack. Here it doesn't matter go. what it is. It doesn't matter it, from like everything from they raped their every, own people they beheaded their own yeah. children they're not denying those things happened they're just saying the jews did it to themselves but right. let me say one last thing about iran here you know it's like a game of poker uh, and the other old saying you pay me now or pay me later do you want to take out the Iranian nuke facilities now, like Top Gun Maverick was about, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> or do you wait until the anti-up becomes a mushroom cloud over Tel Aviv? Neville Chamberlainism doesn't work. 
What do you think, Brandon? Are we, are we, is it time to bomb Iran? I don't think we're there yet, but we are definitely in, in the pinnacle point. Like we kind of were during before World War One. We have all these schoolyard friends in the Middle East who all have all these people who are backing them. And so it's going to take just one person to get into a fight with one person, and then everybody's friends is going to come in, and then before you know it, it's going to be a big headache, and then my kids are marching off to war. As far as I'm concerned with the whole Yemen spiel, those are a bunch of cave people. Like, we don't even need to get involved with that at all. Let them have their stick. In fact, you know what? I would direct all merchant ships to stay out of the little speck of the Red Sea that is there. Let it be somebody else's problem. It doesn't need to be our problem. My well, kids don't a, need to die. It's a major shipping corridor. It represents a big portion. Wait, eight to ten percent of world trade goes through there. Apparently, which is why the UK finally convinced Biden. Look, you've got to do this now. That's and again, none of it would be happening if we Biden would have kept the sanctions in the first place. But he had to be so anti-Trump, take off of the sanctions, give him boatloads of money. But See, you're, that, you're right, yeah. Brandon. This is more an analogous analogous uh, to the lead into World War One than World War Two. World War Two was inevitable because again, you got idiot Wilson and uh, them allowing again Neville Chamberlain washing our hands of ah, you know. The two oceans will protect us, Fortress America, the rest of the world don't matter. You do what you want, France. Treaty of Versailles, which meant World War II was going to be inevitable. We've got to learn from history and not make those mistakes. Blood is horrible. Or war is horrible. I don't want it. But smaller skirmishes are better than a big global potentially nuclear war that'll come next. The whole domino theory is back in play. I think this has been choreographed and it's and it's and the and the dance is still playing out. So um, there's a lot can, of puppets involved here, right? And and I and again, I think that people are going to point the finger at the United States and say it's the U.S. doing. I don't think it is. I think that a lot. I think that this is mainly being choreographed by the other side, and and they are using some. Because there's a weak, feckless leader in D.C., they can yes. get away with it. And 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 corrupt, and maybe even controlled. But I don't think that it's the United States choreographing this. It, if you look at what's going on, everything that's happening is is counterproductive for the United States. It undermines and destabilizes the West. Everything and it everything benefits the BRICS nations: Russia, yep. India, yep. China, Iran. The lit, you go down the list. It it. It benefits everybody over there. It benefits all the Arab states. It hurts Israel. And this idea, this this ongoing constant narrative that it's the Jews, it's the Jews, it's the Jews. They have all the money. They control the banks. They control the media. They control everything. They're just 
why they're the tail wagging the no, 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 no. It's not that simple. I don't think so. You dig down another layer and you'll find that a lot of the Jews that they have in place, like Jeffrey Epstein, a lot of those guys, they're controlled by other people. And if you dig deeper, you'll find world um, uh, global arms dealers. You'll find Arabs. You'll find a lot of uh, uh, people who head up terrorist organizations who are sitting in Qatar. OK, yep. living living a life of luxury with a lot of money. You go to Dubai and you look at what's going on there, though. That place there is a socialist's nightmare. Yeah. OK, well, it because, is certainly not Joseph R. Biden administration. They can barely coordinate the change of his diapers on a regular basis. And, and those and all of that stuff links right back into Gaza and Palestine and Hamas. But everybody's like, it's the Jews. The Jews had the Jews are, are the privileged ones. The Jews. Oh, really? They're the ones who have to have an iron dome to protect them from all the rockets that are fired at them like every day and have been living like that for, you know, decades. Right. But oh, they're, they're Rick, oh, Rick, on, Rick, on. stop with the inconvenient facts. <laughs> yeah, you're inconveniencing. Uh, well, you're inconveniencing queers for Palestine. Like yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Please. I, I will help start the GoFundMe to send you there. Please. If you if you go, maybe you'll learn a lesson, but more likely you'll be thrown from a, a roof. So that's a win-win for us over here. Yeah. Well, uh, this, this anti you My... my my narrative this is propaganda sorry go ahead what, what's that i was just gonna say like my my biggest thing with israel is israel started with nothing they had nothing they have oh. with they have held themselves against all odds against multiple nations all at mm -hmm. one time like i've i've spoken in my previous podcast work i've spoken with somebody who was a veteran of the yom kippur war i i've heard all these stories about this you're to tell me like these people are are causing all the problems look i yeah. believe in something i believe in the right of conquest of nations that ultimately um you have to fight for what's yours and that's going to determine whether or not you can keep it and as far the as i'm other, concerned israel well, is keeping it yeah and the other thing is too that was a pretty much empty patch of sand dunes and they've turned it into what lebanon used to be lebanon used to be the vegas or the morocco uh, uh you know the vegas of lebanon of the middle east uh the morocco of the middle east and they've destroyed it whereas israel took a bunch of sand dunes turned it into a lavish oasis at yeah. that that the arabs could be doing with their lands but instead are focused on murdering jews with all their money instead well i mean don't don't get me wrong um i i think that what the, the response from israel to october 7th was a miscalculation a big mistake they've lost in the the, the court of public opinion on this um it, it it is brutal and i i'm 
I'm not excusing any of the things that they've done that have There's gone over the line at all. A big but, difference between accidental collateral damage when you're attacking people who purposely, willfully, and malice of forethought use women and children as human shields and mm -hmm. what happened on October 7th, which not one military target was struck. Yeah, that's ex well, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the thing that there's just a whole lot of excuses being um, no moral equivalence here. Yeah, I know exactly what you what you mean, Joseph. And it's uh, but it's it, it's a difficult thing. <clears throat> the um, and, and then, you know, this is a good segue, I think, into these protests we're seeing today and allegations of paid protesters being used. But before we get into that aspect of it. This is this was a, pro, a protest, I believe, at the the residence of Canada's um, foreign affairs minister, Melanie Jolie. And listen to what the protesters are saying here as they chant. Listen very carefully. I gave us a state. As we know, settler colonial states support settler colonial states. As we stand on unceded Ganyagahaga territory, let us never forget the ongoing settler colonialism of the nation we live in, as we fight for the end of settler colonial violence everywhere. Okay, so as if you heard this that all as they fight for the end of settler colonial violence <laughs> everywhere. And while they sit there and apologize or acknowledge that they're on unceded territory, um, which means really, okay, this is the exact same political ideology, this neoliberal um, woke identity politics that is being applied at home as it is around the world. It means, folks, that if you are supporting that political perspective, then you better pack your bags and get ready to leave Canada because that's really what it means. It means that the Israelis are occupiers and so too are you. I guess I'm an occupier. Brendan, you're an occupier. Joseph, that makes you an occupier. All the white people, all, and I would say everybody who's ever emigrated to Canada, emigrated into Canada and the United States, uh, if you're not, then you better pack your bags or, I don't know, pay reparations for, in perpetuity in order to stay in your house because that's what that means. Are Hispanics all going to leave Mexico to go back to Spain? Right. Uh, the Native American tribes, I hate to break it to you, leftist lunatic idiots, also engaged in war against each other and stole each other's land, took each other's people, terrorized each other. This, you're talking about human nature, that morons on the left don't understand history. They don't understand psychology. They don't understand economics. They don't understand anything about anything, but my feelings are what matter to me right now, and you must succumb to my feelings. That's absolutely right. Empathy has been weaponized in the craziest way that you could possibly imagine. And for the record, I am an occupier. I am occupying my own home as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, it belongs to the government. 
you pay taxes, right? Try to see what happens if you don't pay the Judge, taxes on that property. No, either way, I'm either way, I'm still occupying it, and if yeah. I stop paying, if I stop paying my taxes, then I'm an illegal occupier. But in either case, what's been? Have you noticed any reaction about? Uh, like, I, I understand during the pandemic that public health officials did not none too much enjoy having protesters show up on their door. So, like, what's the response here that? Uh, uh, Melanie Jolie has had uh, some visits. Well, that's that's the other issue, right? It's like uh, I, I, what what do you think? Is it appropriate to protest at the home of a of a politician? No. No. I don't no, think it is either. No. No. Yeah. I'll tell you this: during the pandemic, some of the freedom people. Okay, I'm just being straight up honest went to the homes of public officials here locally where I live. And when they did that, I was like, I'm not going. I'm not participating in that. Right. Parliament, uh, the Capitol building, those are legitimate targets for place of protest. The trucker convoy, very much legitimate on open Mm -hmm. public uh, roadways heading to Ottawa to let your voices be peacefully heard just like trump called for on january 6th there was no incitement of violence but i want to get to uh other than the the usual suspect here we always hear about of soros the name you brought up that i had not yet heard heretofore rick the the name of though the uh, other billionaire funding some of this stuff you brought up in the email oh oh neville ray singham yeah and we can certainly get to get to that because now we're seeing well let let me backtrack a little bit when these protests pro-palestinian protests really expanded okay and became a the, the new thing the next thing right um i said right i think from day one I was like, look at those signs. They're all professionally made. I said, this is not happening organically. This is being generated through social media, planning, organization. And it's, and I, I said, I'm telling you, it's a lot, of the, a lot of the same players here that you saw during the BLM protests, right? During... Um, what, yeah. what are some of the other uh, the, the other protests that we've seen like well, that? Well, this, this is the exact George opposite. Floyd. Yeah, the exact opposite, and they're stupid. They don't learn, right? Mm-hmm. Like the tea parties in the United States. A yeah. bunch of people making their own signs, showing a bunch of independent, thought-minded, like-minded people coming together, not necessarily organized top-down. Over the years, we all then started pooling more money into larger national Tea Party groups. But this from the get-go shows you, indeed, it's astroturf. It's all pre-planned, all prearranged. They were ready for when it happened. It was inevitable they were going to attack Israel again at some point, and they were ready for it. All this stuff was ready and printed and ready to go. 
And these are mm. just a, such a small majority, a minority of people. And like you said, I mean, most of these people wouldn't be there if they're not being paid. It's like Occupy Wall Street here in the U.S., Antifa, right. the black yep. lying Marxist crowd. It's all money laundering. These are professional yep. agitators for hire. Yeah, and so tonight we're seeing this from the Toronto Sun. We're really kind of digging in deeper uh, to this, going beyond what I did, which was just give you my opinion and observations. But they're saying paid protesters paid to take part in pro-Palestinian demonstrations. And they, and they lay a lot of this out, and they've done some investigation here, and they are following the money. They are substantiating this, documenting it uh, to, to some degree. Um, and that's exactly what we are seeing. Professionally made signs, um, people showing up wearing yellow safety vests, coordinating things, directing the crowds. It says here that they've identified uh, a, an organization that has helped to raise funds for this. And some of these protesters are being paid as much as $20,000 a month, apparently. I think the amount that they pay out varies widely. But the, let me find the organization I, for I, you. I, I have it. I, I have it, it what, was, what was the name of it? It's called the Plenty Collective. And I have yep. found their website when we were researching it earlier. Basically, right. to sum this up in a stupid way, is it is a Queers for Palestine type group. And with what I was able to find out is that they have existed for some time under uh, LGBTQ activist type group. And they, since October 7th, or the, what's been going whatever, on in Israel, they Whatever is convenient for the next check. Yes, and so they have set up the Palestinian Solidarity Fund. And it's funny because you go on their website and it's it's government money all over it. They have received grants from the uh, government, uh, Trudeau government uh, to help fund their LGBTQ activism and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't think they've liked that the Toronto Sun has pointed them out, though, because I was looking at their various socials. And I found that they shut off their Instagram account. Hell, yeah, what private. a shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So here's what the the website looks like. And yeah, I mean, it's the same people. This is just a different website, um, but they're all connected. And if you look at what they're about, they're uh, left-wing, socialist, um, I'd say neo-Marxist organization. Anytime you start talking about the collective, it's a collectivist. It's a collectivist group. Collectivism, socialism, and I would say that um, what we're seeing here, really, especially with this conflict in Gaza, is a convergence between the communists or the far left socialists and the fascists. Yeah, it's all shell companies to move money around. 
Uh, it's, it's a classic example of RICO violations here in the United States, creating shell organizations, just like the Biden administration, the Biden family has done. A whole lot of shell corporations just to move and launder money around. Mm -hmm. Community over competition. And, you know, this is the thing that really binds and... Um, uh, provides the glue to, to bring the fascists and the, 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 the I'm, I'm going to call them Marxists, neo-Marxists together. It's, it's the, the, the real objective is to, the, the, the thing that is cohesive is they're, they're anti-capitalist, anti-American, and yeah. therefore anti-Israel, anti-Jew. Yeah. And you're quite right, Joseph. If you go back and you really look at your history, you'll see that um, Stalin killed a lot of Jews before Hitler ever did. Yeah. Now, I said this on your show uh, before. Oh, I Now, I'm, the, the train left the station on where I wanted to go with it. But the, the tying all these things together, uh, it'll have to come back to me. Uh, oh, oh, I remember now. Communism fascism, socialism, as if there's a hill of beans of difference between any of them today. It's all, is it the pink polka dot flag or the purple polka dot flag? Is it Hitler or is it Stalin that had, or Xi or the Ayatollahs? They're all the same that have their boot on your throat. It's whose convenient banner happens to be flying over D.C. that day. They're all the same. See, and it's like we, it's like, well, Hitler was evil. That was terrible, and we can never repeat that. Um, but somehow here in the West, uh, you know, maybe even around the world, the, 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 the communists, they... They, they claim to be persecuted and misunderstood and misrepresented through history. But the reality is I think they pretty much get a pass yeah. because they keep trying it over and over and over again. And, and if there are two ideologies that have been a complete disaster through history, fascism and communism, and because they, they never got it right, they want to keep trying communism over and over again. So this time around, what they're doing is they're doing this. And I came across this cartoon, showed it last night. I'll show it again. It's like Marxism and fascism. Let's put them together, create globalism. And that's why I've been calling this communo-fascism, right? Yeah, you have <laughs> since like, day one. And I'm like, you, you've, been, you've been calling it that since day one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, exactly you're right. exactly right. And again, history that people don't know. So if you can't, if communism resulted in millions of deaths and fascism resulted in millions of deaths and the Holocaust, here's a great idea. Let's... Combine Put them together. Them. Yeah. Now, here in the United States, people don't understand this. You've all heard of the Mayflower Compact, right? It's the Mayflower mm -hmm. Communist Compact. It's where the term Commonwealth comes from. It was no one owned anything. We're all in this together as a collective. We all share equally. We are all to work. We all share in the benefits. And of course, what happened and where Ayn Rand got her idea for Atlas Shrugged from was the Bradford Colony. 
communism failed in the United States long before Karl Marx ever came along. Atlas shrugged. Bradford instituted free markets, private property ownership, personal and individual freedoms and responsibilities, everything that the Constitution of the United States of America, our founders built us upon. The rest, they say, is history, or as Par Harvey would say, now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. I want to point something out here about that website we were just looking at. Okay. The modern day battlefield in the West looks exactly like that website. It's these non-government organizations that will topple governments, that will cause chaos and havoc, and that will destabilize entire countries. This is exactly how they took down Ukraine. That we all know about the Ukraine color revolution which occurred and it was all funded by the united states government and it was all funded and all brought to the people through websites like this one this is this is pay attention to what's happening with ngos folks because this is going to be the new ideological battleground in north america is all going to be stuff like this and i think the confusion that they're creating politically um is 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 allowing them to implement this honestly this global plan which is to combine communism and fascism into this globalism it's communofascism and uh, and they're selling it to people because people have this thing in their head where it's like communism over here on the left and that's maybe okay and fascism over there on the right and that's really terrible so you can't have wrong, any of that. Wrong, wrong, But it's not right. Wrong. Correct. I'm glad I exactly wanted to go there next. I go over this over and over and over. People don't understand. Antifa, these people, they are fascists. You could call yourself anti-fascist all you want, but you are exactly Hitlerian brown shirts. You are exactly El Duce black shirts. You are the fascist. Anarchy is the right side of the spectrum. No government, everyone for themselves, no laws, no rules, no nothing. Every man, woman, and child for themselves. That is the far right. No one I know on the planet wants that. On the left, the far left, are the communists, the fascists, the socialists, the commu-fascists, who want all-encompassing government. With them, of course, their banner being the particular one being flown. Uh, and we are supposed to be somewhere right of the middle in that spectrum, but the Overton window keeps moving to the left. And just because a leftist who wants full fascist, tyrannical, top-down government may use tactics associated with an anarchist, does not make them an anarchist. Can't, can't disagree with you. <laughs> I, I can't rebuttal. <laughs> no, that's, that's where I, I would dare anyone in this audience to try to rebuke that. There will be some loons who, oh no, they're, they're still, oh no, fascism is a right wing thing. You know, Hitler believed in religion. That's a right-wing thing. 
you're, you're a moron. <laughs> no, you, you really have to look at it more in terms, I think, of, you know, control. How much control is a government going to have? And I think the further you move to the left, you get more and more and more and more government control. And over there, that's where you find the fascists, the totalitarians, the dictators, the communists, everybody that wants to control everything. Centrally planned economies. Um, put your political opponents in jail. Right. Control the media. Control the narrative. Control, 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 control. Yep. Right. That, Everybody gets the same. We're all in it together. It's collectivism. You must serve the collective, not serve your own your own individual um, interests. Right. If you go as you move back further to, to the center or however you want to put it on a chart, you get more and more freedom, less and less and less government until you go too far and you have no government at all, which you might say then that's you could argue is like right anarchy. Anarchist. Yes, that's anarchy, okay. Far right. That's the far right anarchists, okay? That means like there's it's chaos, essentially, yeah. because then it is truly every man and woman for themselves, and it's the law of the jungle. And if you come here and we get into a, a dispute, then I guess I just shoot you in the head and it's settled and then and nothing yeah. happens because there is no rule of law, so it's just madness and, and chaos. So you can't have that either. It has you have to find the right balance, and that means coming someplace into the middle, someplace into the center where you you actually maximize freedom, because you have rule of law, you have public safety, you have you know uh, social contracts with between the public and government, so that services are provided, so that you have a, you know certain laws that people agree upon. You have a criminal code that's written. Everybody knows what the law is. Everybody knows what the rules are. What the speed limit is driving down the street, so that you know if you break this rule, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a ticket. And when the police arrest you and you go to court, it's not the police arresting you. It's the police arresting you on behalf of the community, which means that we are in it together, right? But it's the support of the people for the police and for government that allows the authorities to arrest people because they get their power from the people. But if you go too far to the left and keep going further and further to the left, the individual citizen becomes smaller and smaller and less important. It becomes a collective and all the power actually gets centralized at the top. So while they're telling you that they're going to serve the people, serve the little guy, serve the poor, serve the, the most vulnerable. It's not true. They get all the power up at the top and as much wealth as they choose to accumulate for themselves. And they decide how much you get, if anything. Yeah, that's the true political spectrum left-right paradigm. And communism, micro versus macro, like the local community, we all understand, I'm for local government. Uh, I wrote an article at thelibertybeacon.com, the politics of Potterville, because we just came out of Christmas. What was Potter about? Power and control. Killing free markets. He wanted monopoly over that town. He literally wanted the town to be Potterville and only and all about him, right? Community, that savings and loan or your credit union is communism on the micro level where you as an individual choose, 
choose of your own volition to join and become part of for your collective benefit on your local scale as opposed to the communist top-down overriding jackbooted thud dictatorial from the top down of everything communism politics they're different and people don't understand these things yes they really don't they're true the people really truly don't we haven't been educated our 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 school system has has failed you know i'd say several generations where people are just not being properly educated on this stuff absolutely do you guys know how long the required mandatory civics course in Canadian high school is? Um, I don't know if they even offer it or make it even mandatory anymore, do Pro they? Probably a week. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it a is. Week? It, it's a week? It's half a semester. It's called half civics and they, they call it civics and careers, where the first part of it, they focus on civic responsibility, how the government works. They don't really get into it too deeply, like I said. Of course it's one, not. One, it's one course for half a semester, so like it's a month and a half where you learn about how the Canadian government works, what your rights are. It's not enough. It, they, they, it's how they want you to expect and accept it to work, not how it was meant to work. Well, yes. if you want to know what it's like to live Super. under uh, a socialist slash... I'd say even communist government with that kind of economy. Just look at what's going on in Canada right now. Healthcare system under incredible strain. It's breaking. Uh, story today about 13-hour wait times in emergency departments. People can't Never get family nice. doctors. And I, I continue to get correspondence from our friends in the United States who say we have to have a Canadian style healthcare system. Morons. No, you don't, you don't want it. It's I, again, why I call the Democrats in the United States fascocrats. Where did the initial concept of socialized medicine come from? Out of the NSDAP platform. It's not about your health. It's about power and control over you. Brandon, we would love to help your son get the medicine he needs. But you know what? We kind of need you to tone down the rhetoric about this, that, or the other thing, though. And then we'll be happy to help you. It's about power and control and conversion. There are 28 planks of the National Socialist Deutschland Arbeiter Party in today's Democrat National Committee platform. Don't take my word for it. As Reagan said, trust but verify. Go to DuckDuckGo. Bring up the Communist Manifesto, the NSDAP platform, and the DNC platform. They're basically all one and the same. Like I said, they're all the same damn thing today. That's why, though, I call them fascocrats. The language isn't the same. But they're there. The other obvious one is gun confiscation. Socialized medicine and gun confiscation are the two most glaring examples. And if there are two there, how is it so hard for people to grasp 26 other Nazi thoughts are in the fascocrats platform today? Because as I said, the Nazis got it from Wilson to begin with. The Democrats. 
Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll uh, we'll continue on with this conversation and let it flow into the protests that we're seeing today. And we'll continue with this conversation about how a lot some of these protesters are actually being paid. is watching. Feel the vibrations. Our quest continues. The truth is out there. We are Mavericks. And the world is watching. Welcome yeah, back, everybody. I, I, I want to, before we go further, apologize that I know I could get a little passionate. And, like, I, I just dropped my Constitutionalist Politics podcast today and the corresponding TheLibertyBeacon.com piece on net neutrality, uh, which I mentioned you and your show, Rick, because I go back to the, you know, the antics with the only allowed propaganda arms being allowed to peddle your news up there now and trying to shut down everything else. Net neutrality is coming back. 
in the U.S., and it's going to come back even worse than before, trying to copy what Premier Blackface has gotten away with up there. It's about attacking and controlling speech, not access to the Internet. But I had somebody react to me because I kind of got like a ranty and ravey and like I was in that last segment about coming across more like an emotional hysterical snowflake than, you know, somebody calmly purveying information that's important for people to get. So I had somebody told me, you know, I need to take a pill because I make Alex Jones look sedate at times with his <laughs> a little, little too animated at times. So I well, apologize. No, no, no. You're self you're, you're self aware, so I, I I think you're all right. <laughs> yeah, Alex hey. is not self aware of anything. Yeah. Hey, take well, it just, easy. I've had my I've had my moments as well. As I'm oh, sure yeah. Brandon can attest. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you've ever heard of the Rick rant. I mean, it was, he, he's world famous for it. Which I think you did a pretty good Rick rant here tonight. I was like, oh well, that's the best Rick rant I've heard in a while. Your, your, yeah, that's true. your headache is giving you uh, superhuman powers today. Instead oh. of, instead of the Rick Astley, Rick Astley, Rick roll, I could take a Maverick news clip and call it the Rick rant. <laughs> to send exactly. to people randomly. I, I, I Just a joke on that, too, because, you know, everybody knows the Rickroll thing. So on Fridays, I like to randomly throw on people's timeline. You remember the Rebecca Black song that everybody hates? Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Yep. I call it the Rebecca Roll. <laughs> I like to throw out there every Friday on people's timelines randomly. You've been Rebecca rolled. <laughs> so I, before we move on, get, get back on track with these protests and the, and the paid protesters and all that investigation. You know, I don't hate communists and I don't. I, I, I'm anti-communist. I don't like communism. I'm really against it. I, I'm really anti-fascist. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to round them up and murder them in concentration no. camps. No, no, no. Right. And I think they they should be free to, you know, say their piece and, you know, state their case and, you know, even promote their ideologies and so on. But, you know, one thing is what I find with communists and today's fascists is they're not open about it. They cloak Correct. it. They deceive people. They, they've been feeding people a pro-communist, pro-Marxist narrative and a pro-fascist. Well, I'm saying this communo-fascistic um, narrative for several years now. Uh, wrapped, they've wrapped it around, or maybe the, the other way around, but it's, they've combined it also with the these the anti-Semitic tropes from the past, the, uh, the the old cliches about, you know, the Jews owning everything. But they've they, they substituted other language to kind of pull people in. And I was and I did I didn't even clue in to it in the early days. But, you know, probably Nobody. about a year and a half or two years ago, I started to recognize what was going on. And, and I started to pick up on it. And that's and if you go back, this is probably about six months ago, I said, started to tell people, be careful, because they keep telling you it's the elites. They keep using the word elites. Some people were using it in one way, but a lot of these people pushing this communo-fascistic agenda, 
and ideology, I could tell that they were using it in another way. But they're, they're never being upfront with you about it. And they've substituted, as I predicted, the word elite with the word Jew. And now they're just coming right out and being straight up with people and just it, just saying it out loud. And and it's this and if this I've said to people, be careful, people, we're all being tested. We're being tested, and a lot of people I think are failing the test again, right? It's like if you you know, everybody would say, Well, if I was in Hitler's Germany in the 1930s, there's no way, you know, going into the 1940s that I would have uh, supported Hitler and and the and the Nazis, and yet ha. here we are, we're being tested, and I see people marching down that. That that same path. Yep, yep, no doubt. It's, it's speaking of which, Rick. I uh, yeah, I just shared my screen. This picture showed up on streetlights in Toronto, and oh it my. said, "Imagine being so vile, sneaky, and disgusting that laws have to be created to keep normal people from hating or condemning you." And this image comes out in 1930s Germany. And the reality of the situation is, is most people would not have Anne Frank living in their attic. This is not the reality of the situation. That the hive mind kicks in, everybody goes, oh, wow. Yeah. There's, there's nothing but your neighbors are all going to be, I don't know, man, like we're, we're so screwed. And I mean, I used to kind of think like you, Rick where I was like, well, I don't care if somebody's communist, but you know what? I kind of do. Because whenever there is a hump or a hiccup in society or any tribulation, it creates a huge threat to everybody's well-being and to everybody's future. This is a massive threat. It kind of makes well, me, I you know... I agree with you, yeah. yeah. It, it, it kind of makes me, you know, uh, maybe having uh, some more McCarthy-type style witch hunts, not so bad. I don't know. However... I don't. I'm not. I'm not uh, intellectually sound enough to be able to to give an answer on that. It's just my stupid opinion. Well, I think that uh, you go down the McCarthyism road, and you're you're also walking into a trap. You know, it's the um, uh, if you believe in freedom, then you have to take the good with the bad. But the answer to bad ideas or um, even hate speech is more speech, and to counter those bad ideas with better ideas and truth. And, uh, that's, that's where I think you have to be. And that's why I, I'm okay with the chaos, with the, the turmoil, with the, um, the mix of information that we get online that creates, uh, instability, even to some degree in our society. It's like, as long as I see that still going on, then I know we still have some freedom and freedom of speech, freedom of thought, because people are still disagreeing. So that's okay. It's okay. If people are still disagreeing, when you see everybody lining up, with the hive mind and and you're the only one left then you know you've got a real problem on your hands right yeah. that the freedom is gone i mentioned can you see my screen i can't see the screen anymore yep can you see, yeah this is that meme that i made i mentioned a few shows ago uh about Gijas, you know, I coined that term in my terror strikes book, Global Islamic Jihadist Interim Army Soldiers, Gijas. It's like Nazis, right? Short for National Socialist Deutschland Arbiter Party. But mm -hmm. leftist loons, actual anti-Semites, 
put this out there with BB with the Hitler stash. So I created the meme that says actual anti-Semite Nazis calling for genocide of Jews think clever Alinsky deflection psychological projection style to post the above. Irony so thick it should suffocate. But you know how like they, they like to call Jews pigs. So I'm calling them fish. They're like fish with gills swimming in the idiocy. The propaganda is where they get their oxygen from, not needing oxygen from the air of reality. In fact, if you took these fish out of water, what would happen? They would die in the actual air of reality, right? Truth flushes things out eventually. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to... There we go. Stop screen. Okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> of course, the, the thing that makes it difficult for people to spot lies is that they're quite often... Um, it's it, it combined with a kernel of truth. So they pull you in with a little yeah. bit of truth, but then wrap lies around it, and then they suck you down. Which into their goes world. back to Wilson. We come full circle. And I've got two articles on thelibertybeacon.com. You could go look Joseph M. Leonard in the search field. See all my articles there at thelibertybeacon.com. The left and twisting and warping of language and continued twisting and warping of language part two. All about mm. this. Uh, I have a more recent one, the leftist seven D's, which is an extension of the Alinsky tactics, deflection, distraction, distortion, denial, dodge, discredit, deception, right? It's all about warping reality into something that it isn't, Orwellian, right? So my seven D's are an extension of what Orwell warned was coming and is here today. You're right. They have to twist, like define fair. Defi mm. Depends on what the definition of is, is again, right? Always define fair. Well, what I think in my feelings is fair may not be Rick's version or Brendan's version of fair so it depends and by fair they mean they get to steal your shit no that's not fair that's communism that's confiscation that's redistribution expropriation let's nationalize this and centrally plan that and uh because you know it's all for the the, the greater good yeah, and you know I, and you well, you you have to stay locked down because you have to protect everyone else it's yeah. your their health is your responsibility yeah the greater good that's another one they, i've got they, an article on that they twist that concept they even twist the robin hood concept he didn't steal from the rich to give to the poor. He took from the sheriff who was confiscating on behalf of the king from the peasants to enrich the elites of the time. He stole back from the government what was taken from the citizens. But they warped that story. Sorry, Brandon, I interrupted yeah. you. Yeah, man, what's going on with that? No kidding. Um <laughs> Look, like we, we've had some pretty important discussions about what the truth is. Ultimately, these, these commie bastards have hijacked the truth. 
because they have put themselves to be the arbiters of truth. They're the ones in the university that say, we're on Indian land, this land belongs to other people. No, I will not give my house back to them. However, it's <laughs> theirs. And look, it, it, if you look at the structure of the Ku Klux Klan and the Democrat Party, you look at how that worked. That's exactly what is going on right now, where they have instilled Klan members into every aspect of municipal, state, and federal politics. And so they place themselves in there and that's how they took control. That's exactly what they've already done. They did it while we were all asleep. This was all through the 2010s and the 2000s. This has already been done. They own the truth. You own the, if you own the universities, you own the truth. And they own the universities. You By extension, ass. that's also why they don't want, that's why, you know, traditionally, communists have been godless. They, they want to purge religion, right? And that's because they want to decide what's moral. They want you, they want to replace the church with the state. They get to make all the rules then. You can't then hold up the Bible and say, but wait a minute, we have these Ten Commandments that says, you know, this. They say, no, this is the law because I said so. So you're being dictated to by a human. There is no higher power once they get rid of that. Now, you see these other people, these Marxists out there saying that there is, you know, we have, you know, Christian communism. Um, you're getting the this. Pope said that this it, week too. Yeah, you know, the, and I just I'm not buying into it. Like I, I'll, I'll entertain people who want to talk about it, but I don't think it really works. And it's also convenient at this point for the convergence of the the neoliberal Marxists and the fascists to 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 converge because they can then say to the Islamists. You can have your religion and, and we could combine forces with us because we share this vision of a, of a you know, we, we're both anti-communist and therefore anti-American and anti-Zionist. But you can you can be in you can still bring your religion here and, and it's cool. For now. Yeah. Well, For now. Brandon, you I don't think you've heard this. I, I'm born and raised Catholic, so I call Francis the Ninkum Pope. I coined that hashtag years ago because he is clearly more interested in communism than Catholicism. Well, I'm I'm definitely a Christian myself, and I do believe that 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 God and Jesus Christ does compel us towards charity, but it doesn't mean let's all stockpile our stuff and then we'll put somebody at the top of our stuff and they'll decide who gets the stuff and who doesn't get the stuff. Well, you sin this much this week, so you only get this much stuff and you didn't Correct. sin at all, so you get all this stuff. It, no, that that is that's, not how it goes. That's what my latest book, Constitutionalist Politics book, is about. My Constitutionalist Politics show, Jesus was not a socialism. Render unto Caesar is most one of the most bastardized scriptures. The left takes it all out of context. They take a lot uh, and of stuff out of context. Like, so even today... Jesus... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I thought we maybe we'd move on to these protests. Here's Kareem Assad. Um, again, out there covering these protests as she does all the time. I mean, she's done a, an amazing job and please go check out her work. 
Um, this is just one of the, the clips that she posted today. Um, this is on a bridge in the Toronto area. And uh, I, I'm not, do you know what bridge this is, Brendan, by chance? Yeah, it is the bridge that uh, the police chief of Toronto said, if anybody goes on there, uh, Avenue Road? Avenue I, Road Bridge, yeah. Yeah, it, this, it's cor corresponding with the uh, highway, uh, what's the main one there? The main highway, 400 series highway. Okay. Apparently, anyway. I'm not familiar enough with the neighborhood, but I guess this leads into a predominantly Jewish neighborhood. And uh, uh, so it's a, and they, they, they have decided that there will be no protests allowed on the bridge. You're not going to block access to the neighborhood again, as they did the other day, where they actually brought coffee to the protesters at one point. That video went viral. They were back out there today um, for another kick at the can. And uh, this is kind of what was going down as police told them, sorry, uh, you cannot stay on the bridge to protest. Correct. You can protest down there. Correct. Safety issue. It's also, uh, you know, an issue of intimidation for the Jewish community over here. So you can protest over there, but you can't block access and you can't do it right on the bridge. So please go over there. And this is what happened. I Yeah, this, you know, I discussed this in my show, Christitutionalist Politics, today, and my article at thelibertybeacon.com in part, because uh, going back to your show about control of speech, this is not free speech. You do not have the right to block the road. You do not have the right to yell fire in a crowded theater. That is not opinion if you're inciting violence or creating fraud in the inducement of saying there is 
fire where there isn't any. That is fraud, not opinion, not speech. You can, could, should be rounded up and jailed for it. Brandon? Well, I mean, everybody decided that they didn't want to put up with my protests in the past. And so then Ontario created something called Bill 100, which stipulated if they suspect you're going to block any infrastructure or even suspect that you're going to protest in a place that you ought to not to, then the government reserves the right to haul your ass to the can. And there yeah. you go. And that, now Rick that's Walker, too far. Just, just one yeah. minute. Just one minute. Me and Rick Walker already told y'all, and we already said at that time, well, this was our protest, but what about your protest? Because you guys protest way more than we do or ever will. I did never have thought of myself as someone going to a protest ever. But look, look, you guys drove me to it. We we were in support of the convoy to Ottawa. But look, you guys asked for this. This was your guys' doing. And then they're going, oh, we were unjustly. What is what was the word that person used? We were they're kettling us. Kettle, they're kettling, they're kettling us. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish they put them in a barrel and shoot them like fish. But anyway, oh, did I say that out loud? Uh, that, that my uh, my preference, yeah. but I'm not calling for incitement of violence. But no, the trucker convoy didn't purposely attempt to block roadways. They were using the roadways to get. Oh, they did. They did. They, At they, times, they, they did. They blocked, At times, uh, no border. doubt it happened. Yeah, they, they blocked a couple of borders, like the border crossings and stuff like that. And I have there thoughts is, on that, though, but yeah, please continue, Brendan. Uh, there is a large history in Canada of people taking over infrastructure to do protests, mm -hmm. and it was allowed by under the law and under judges because it's like, well, they have the right to constitutionally protest. Assemble. And, and uh, therefore, you know... Um, yeah, it was always fine. But yeah, anyway, uh, the trucker convoy decided all of that some time ago. And after that, they put in harsh measures. And the government, Trudeau, he likes to pander to uh, the Free Palestine team quite heavily. Um, but now it, things have gotten out of hand with the whole copy thing. There's an election coming up in Canada for 2025, maybe sooner. So now Justin Trudeau is putting on his big boy pants and no, he doesn't like your protest anymore. I don't think that people should be allowed to block roadways and bridges like that because it's just disruptive to society in general. In this particular case, I would say they're targeting a community for because it's Jewish. Let's face it. Okay. Someone could so, die. It's right. You it's could, a safe. It's an absolute safety you, you issue. You could block an ambulance. Yes. And, and you could have people run over because they're blocking the bridge. And and it doesn't serve, uh, I would say, a proper purpose uh, to facilitate free speech in, in, a, in a proper way. What happened in Ottawa was different because they did leave some of the roadways open because it was at Parliament Hill, which was the seat of government. It's the absolutely the appropriate place to protest like that. Even at the border crossings, when the truckers did shut down traffic, I would say that was still in the vein of being appropriate because in my mind, that constituted 
a labor dispute? Where is their place of business? Where do those guys work? They work on the roadway. Border crossings is where they work. The issue was about the mandates and whether they should be allowed to cross the border. And there is legal precedent there for protests at border crossings in Canada for exactly those kinds of reasons. I can go back to the 1990s and point to very specific protests where they shut down the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor on a couple of occasions that I covered those stories. And while those were not entirely legal either, they were they were permitted. The, the police allowed those protests to go on for quite a while in order to uh, facilitate a, a, a safe resolution to those late those disputes, which were at the time still directed at government because they were about the free trade agreement between um, Canada, the United yeah. States and Mexico. Right. Um, but it was also a labor dispute because it was specifically about the truckers and it was about the border. It was about industry. So they basically set their picket line up there. No different than if workers at a factory went on strike and set up a picket line in front of the factory to, to kind of, say, hey, we're we're part of the means of production here and we're withdrawing our services in a labor dispute in a, in, and we have the right to bargain collectively and part of our, our only power to facilitate proper bargaining is we have the right to withdraw our labor. And that's what they're doing at the border. And that's how important we are to your operation. So in that way, it was appropriate for them to protest there it was appropriate for them to shut that border down for a time and and protest in that way because that was effectively a citizens strike a by a group of people that were directly had a stake they were stakeholders in in that in that way you see and so it was in my mind and i think it can be argued very effectively that that was appropriate what we're seeing here that's not. That's just that's going to inconvenience a bunch of people that they don't even know. A bunch of people who are not directly in, necessarily involved. It's the people who are directly involved. They're being targeted for reasons that go beyond free speech because they're being targeted for their ethnicity or their religion or their political beliefs and, and so on. That's not appropriate. They're targeting them because they're Jews. And that's that's, you know, hate oriented and it's not appropriate. So. It's it's yeah, a different. Sick. Each thing has to be examined. It, it's own or it's, merits. It's on own. judged on its own merits. That makes it difficult for police because then they have to become, uh, you know, they have to adjudicate this on the scene and, and decide how yeah. they're going to respond <laughs> in order to protect everyone's rights to and keep people safe at the same time. It's a very difficult balancing act for them, and I don't envy those officers there today at all. It's also a difficult balancing act for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau because now the left is going to hate him and the right is going to hate him. Well, I, I was going to me mention <laughs> you when, when Rick was saying about Trudeau coming down on the side of the uh, the you know the pro terrorists here. Yeah, again, Biden tries to have it both ways, so at least Trudeau is being. Uh, with one camp, not trying to play both sides at the same time. I think he's well, actually, a bit, quite a bit. Play both sides too. Would you say, Brandon? I would say he does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think though, um, there's been some 
unflattering things happening with this particular uh, overpass. And because of that, Justin Trudeau has been uh, getting a lot of slack on it. So and amongst other pressures, I think he was, I think he had a hand to play in telling this police force saying, hey, look, we got to clamp down on this. And I think it was a collaborated effort. But this, like, guy here, this guy here was arrested. Again, Kareem Assad out there doing an amazing work. And, uh, uh, you know, hats off to her for covering this. Um, go ahead, Joseph. I interrupted you. Uh, like the Biden thing, the UK airstrikes in Yemen. Trudeau was pushed into this. They went over the line. They went too far. They're going too far. So now he's getting backlash and having to act. Just like Biden. Let it go too far, too long, too much backlash and now has to do something. Well, I have no sympathy for Trudeau at all because he created, helped to create this problem. Correct. Honestly, he did. With his immigration policies, with um, his um, just playing both sides off against each other. Uh, and now he's, now he's got a mess on his hands and it's, it's, a it's, it's the Israel Palestine problem playing out in Canada now, because you, you, you brought both sides here to fight here is what you've done. You what brought you the say third is, uh, world problem to us. Yeah. yeah. Well, what you guys mean to say is that he's culturally enriched us. <laughs> oh, right. I'm sorry. Yes, because oh, diversity right. is our strength, right? Well, thank here's you for Trudeau. that correction. Yeah, <laughs> here's here's Trudeau talking about this uh, this right here. A few days ago, you met with Toronto's top cop, and then protests were banned on Avenue Road. Did you say anything to the police <laughs> about these protests? I have had many. Uh, ongoing conversations with uh, with community leaders, with municipal leaders, with uh, police uh, organizations, including the uh, chief of police of Montreal before uh, before Christmas, uh, on the importance of making sure that all Canadians feel safe uh, in their country, in their communities. Uh, the uh, right to protest uh, is an ex an important one in Canada that we will always defend and support. Um, but we also need to be aware that uh, rules and laws need to be enforced. Uh, however, the federal government doesn't have any direct uh, line of command over decisions taken by the Ontario or the, the uh, uh, Toronto police. Uh, I had a good conversation with the need to continue uh, to protect all Canadians, whether it's uh, through fighting Islamophobia or anti-Semitism, and I will continue to engage with partners right across the country. Oh, yeah, there's Did a whole lot of Islamophobia going on out there. to Toronto's top cop that you would like to see the laws respected and abided by? My job is to make sure that all Canadians are safe and feel safe across the country. And that is the conversation we had. Hey, Justin, show well, too me bad one. He didn't, too bad he didn't think of that during the, during the convoy. Yeah. Hey, Justin, Premier Blackface, show me one Islamophobic rally where they're out protesting, kill the Muslims, kill the Muslims. It ain't happening. Yeah, I haven't seen any. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any either, actually. Nope. Nope. I haven't Not seen any. Is, I mean, maybe at the, uh, at the outset of 2001. Oh, I wouldn't yeah, say like that... a protest. 
but I would say, you know, there's a whole, a whole bit on. That was many, that was decades ago now, but yeah, recent now over this, absolutely not. It's again, premier blackface, the left, the morons with their moral equivalency manure. I do, I mean, I do hear Islamophobic, anti-Muslim things said sometimes. Uh, there, you know, there's prejudice there. There absolutely is. There will there's, always be people. There's always going to right. There's going to be bigots and prejudicial people out there forever. But it's there. But I, but I have not seen people in the streets protesting or even anybody calling for the um, annihilation of uh, of you know all the Muslims. You know I, what? Honestly, I, 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 you, which is why I oppose hate speech laws, right? You're wearing a sweater, Brandon. I can say I hate people who wear ugly sweaters like that all day long. What you, I don't have. Are you dissing my cardigan? <laughs> I hate people. I with will cardigans. throw down right now. <laughs> but what I don't have a right to say is. I insist you take it off, or people who wear cardigans ought to be locked, uh, you know, murdered. That's where it, the distinction ends. A hate speech, uh, you can march in the streets, say you hate Jews all you like, but when you're talking about from the river to the sea inciting genocide, that's different, that's over the line, that's not speech, that is illegal, there is a difference. I think there's something yeah. important about the press conference that we just witnessed there when Justin Trudeau said, well, whatever it's anti-Semitism or Islamophobia, could you imagine being stuck in that spot? Like uh, Islam and, and anti-Semitism like go hand in hand and they have for thousands of years. Like it's, what a statement to make. He's in the middle he's being pulled on both ends of it. It's not going to go good for him. Well, that's why I'm, you know, not surprised to hear the pro-Palestinian pundits, influencers online spinning up the narrative where it's like it, it's evolved, right, from people would say, oh, we need a two-state solution. Now, if you listen to the people who say they're – they always – what, what I'm hearing is I'm not anti-Semitic, but, <laughs> right, but uh, I don't, you know, the, um, they, 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 the, the narrative has evolved where I said they were going to replace elite with Jew. Now you're, and they're taking it a step further now where it's now it's like, I'm not anti-Semitic and I don't want the Jews to be, you know, whatever, annihilated but <laughs> there can't there can no longer even be a two-state solution no there can't be so they we have to just so what it really means is and i'm hearing this now we have to have one state but it can't be controlled by israel so right. what does that mean it means that these all the people of israel are going to have to leave because there's i'm hearing well they're just going to have to live together they are not going to live together it's not going to happen. Israel has tried that for how long? And how five different times they have been is, is, um, offered their own state 
for peace, land for peace. Five times the Arabs all rejected it. Five times. There is one Israeli state surrounded by tons of Islamic states. There is a multiple state solution you refuse to abide by already. So when they're telling you this, we can't, we have a, we need to have a solution, but it can't be a two state solution. They're being disingenuous when the they're putting that forward. The final solution. Yeah, it's like, it means. It means, yeah, there has to be a solution, but it can't be two state. It they're being disingenuous. That what they're saying is with in soft language is Israel has to go get rid of it, get and if we have to eliminate them, then eliminate them. And that is because they are when they say they're anti-Zionist, it means that they are anti-Israel, anti-American, anti-capitalist, and that means Israel's gone. Why, why, and if you play it out why are they why are they why are the i would say by extension why is russia kind of indirectly supporting this through iran it's because they want israel gone because if you get rid of israel in the middle east you get rid of the u.s influence in the middle east altogether now okay people sit there and say well that's just because the u.s is greedy they just want the oil Right. Well, yeah, but you know what? Everybody wants the oil. So as soon as the U.S. influence is gone, which is what the United States adversaries want, you take the United States out of that mix. The U.S. You take Israel out. The United States falls. That's how important this is, because the United States then loses its toehold into the Middle East, except through Saudi Arabia. But with Israel gone. The United States is basically gone out of there as well. That means the United States is at the mercy, no longer has really any influence over the transport of oil out of the region. As we're seeing now, it's under assault through Yemen, right? And the Red Sea, you don't have the U.S. dollar is really supported by the petroleum. It's the petrodollar, which is really then by extension propped up by the United States supporting Saudi Arabia militarily. You lose Israel, you lose the United States because the dollar collapses, the United States collapses, the United States is no longer energy independent. It means the end of the U.S. as we know it, unless we drill at home and you've got so much influence, foreign influence over the environmental movements here to prevent us from drilling here, that it's going to be difficult to get back to a place. You can't replace all that oil that easily. You can't replace that energy. And going to electric cars is not going to solve that problem. That's why this is evolving the way that it's uh, it's evolving. This is for all the marbles. This is why we're on the verge, potentially, of a third world kinetic war. This is all about not just Israel. This is about the United States of America and Western countries in general. It's about everything. Israel, it all hinges on Israel. And that's not a cultural or a, you know, you you want to talk about an aircraft carrier, Israel representing a U.S. aircraft carrier, essentially in in the Middle East. There's some real truth to that. Absolutely. But don't think that the United States is immoral because they're trying. We've been trying or the United States has been trying to make sure that the flow of oil out of the Middle East continues for the whole world so that the, the global petroleum market is sustained and that world trade of oil continues. 
all these other countries, every other country needs that oil as well. Everybody wants to control. You take the U.S. and Israel out of there, it creates a vacuum. Somebody else is going to come in there and control right. it, and I, you know who I, that's going to be. Yeah, I'm not a globalist, but I recognize reality. Again, America alone don't work anymore, not in mm. our modern society. I'm yeah. not a globalist, but I recognize, yes, we are attached globally through the economy because of fast ships and fast planes. This isn't the 1900s. This is the 2000s now. So we are interconnected. And everything, everything is oil-based. Even your moronic windmills require petroleum, you morons. Where do you think the plastic is derived by? What do you think lubricates the joints? It's the solution is drill, baby, drill, produce oil at home domestically, make you, you know, it, it's, it's all about fracking. Okay. And that's the fracking solution is right there is we got to produce energy at home, reduce and eliminate uh, dependence on foreign oil. That also means America first, Canada first, North America first. It means Take the oil out of the ground. Make sure that you've got enough domestic supply first. Yeah. If you've got excess, you can put it onto the world market and sell it. But supply the home front first. First, not first. alone. America first, not America alone. Spare right. me this Trump is America alone. No, he's not. He's not anti-Canadian. He's not even anti-Mexican. He's anti current Mexican government that allows the cartel state that hand in hand there. But yeah. yeah, I mean, North America as a whole, we obviously have that economic interaction more so than with Europe and Asia and South America. So that's important. Yeah, each country should be whatever first, but not whatever alone. Right. And if you want peace through strength, then let that strength start with the economy and energy independence. Let it start there because that's how you will also find peace. That's how you find true peace without dropping bombs on people because now you don't need to engage directly with these countries on, on that level because the threat level to you is not there. If, if they block those shipping channels and you can't get the oil out of the Middle East because the Houthis are attacking merchant vessels, you can tell them to just go pound salt and you'll just crank up production at home. Yeah. And all these environmental groups here at home, they're all bought and paid for, folks. And all this climate change crap, it's all political. They're being paid by foreign governments to block roads, block infrastructure, block drilling contracts, block access to, to, to sites where oil companies are you know, being even given permits to drill it's all about that it's about foreign influence over these brendan you you nailed it these ngos these environmental activists the same damn people who are out there right now being paid to go and help at, throw fuel on the fire of these pro-palestinian protests in order to just destabilize everything to, to keep the entire country off balance to prevent us from producing our own energy to, to to keep us vulnerable to everything because why they want to tear it all down and that's how they're doing it and brandon was right on the other thing too the it goes white liberal leftists right uh 
the oh we're on native american land we'll give up your house no i'm not going to do that you give up your house right it's always you not them but they're the the ones who you know care like in alaska the same envirotards leftist fascocrats white liberals who pretend to care about the natives here mm. in the u.s are the ones blocking the native tribes in alaska from being given the permits to drill on their own yeah. land they want the jobs they want the economic benefit they will benefit but no white liberals holding them down oh yeah yeah and man i, I feel I so was good prime to be minister, so validated <laughs> if i was prime minister i'd be like these environmentalists get the hell out of the way because we're going to drill. We're going to produce the oil. We're going to help. You know, everybody's like, well, if we could just give the first nations clean drinking water and they say that they think that they're, that, you know, it's just virtue signaling. They're not yep. really looking at the, the overall issue. They don't understand what the hell is really going on. They just say, if we just give them clean drinking water, that's the, that's the go-to line for people who yep. really don't know what the hell they're talking about. No, give, how about they give them the goddamn oil? Yeah. And so they'll them, have and the money them. to do that with. They can clean up their own water. <laughs> Let you their know. communities prosper. May, you know, give them wealth. Raise the raise raise all the communities up. Everybody. I, al I always talk about Bono and you too. Stark raving commie moron in his youth. He saw the light to his error of his way. You create dependency. You're not helping people. The answer is capitalism and markets and teaching marketable skills so as you said rick they build wealth then they can afford to do their own things they don't want that on the left though white liberals want everyone dependent on them free them free the people free them from the shackles of government you hit the nail on the head, Rick, when you said, when we're strong as a country, then we're going to be able to use, we're going to be able to solve problems on the, on the world stage. And everybody is getting rich at the West expense currently. We have right. sold ourselves off entirely. Our influence is getting smaller and smaller by the day. Maybe not in this. Canada has, ah, well, Canada is a small country compared to being in such a large landmass. But there, we have no reason why um, we could not be way more better off economically. And we're not. We are falling behind, and we're falling behind fast and hard. We're going through definitely some sort of tribulation right now. And I've been re reading a lot about the 1930s lately in Canada. I feel like we're kind of going through a lot of the same stuff that we're happened in the 30s it is so weird the the parallels that are happening between the two eras are insane and we're yeah. almost almost just a hundred years apart but it's like the plane example yeah. i like to give if you're on a plane you lose cabin pressure the oxygen masks come down what are you told to do 
secure your own mask first because you are worthless to anyone else if you don't first help yourself. It's exactly right. And there's a whole lot of good we could be doing around the world to help a lot of people in a lot of places um, if we could just be stronger on the home front. We have to start with prosperity here so that you are strong enough economically to spread that prosperity around the world and to help folks. Yeah, I mean, they love bringing in immigrants, but right now the only thing that we're doing with immigrants is introducing them to a new slave wage class. Mm-hmm. Come to Canada. Yeah. You could you could work as a skip-the-dishes driver. Dependency. Dependency. More dependency. They're buying votes. And further to all of this, we're seeing, okay, so this this guy, right? this millionaire connected to, well, first of all, we saw that um, organization. What was it called there? I've already forgotten their name. Brandon, that website we had up. Um, yeah. The plant the Lendy uh, collective. Plant, plant. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then this guy here also connected through this Toronto sun investigation. And then, you know, we went and found more information on him, this um, Neville Roy Singham. And what we've, been led to is this investigation in India where this U.S. rich dude has been accused of of helping to fund a website news organization, information slash propaganda organization called NewsClick to the tune of millions and millions and millions of dollars. And let me show you NewsClick. And he's been accused of helping to facilitate what is illegal in India under, what do they call it there? The, um, I can't remember the name of the law, but it's um, spreading information that is disruptive, I guess, basically. Let me try to grab that email back that you sent me. Yeah. And so this website, if you go to it as well, it's, the, he's being accused of spreading Chinese propaganda and helping to fund Chinese propaganda. Um, India's and they've made in India unlawful activities prevention act is what you sent me. Right. So here's the news click website. Let me bring it up. This is, you know, this is, again, a slippery slope. I don't know. I haven't fully formulated an opinion on this yet because it also involves free speech, right? And issues of free speech. But in India, the laws are different. So they have effectively raided over 100 locations, residences, businesses. They have affected, I think, almost an equal number of arrests in India. Here's the website, NewsClick. It's called the NewsClick Scandal. And... If you look at the kinds of stories that they, or the way they cover stories, it's it's very Marxist, okay? Um, all the, it's all very pro-Palestine, of course. It's Marxist, it's left-wing, communist. 
it's uh, easy to see why someone would say that this could be taken as Chinese propaganda and they have a paper trail on it out of India. It's also interesting to see this happening at a time when there is heightened tension between India and Pakistan, India and Canada, India and Trudeau. Um, this plane broke down. They, they was accused of having drugs on board. Um, well, while it was in India, he was offered a ride by India and he turned it down. This after we've seen assassinations of uh, Indian separatists, Khalistanis here in Canada, uh, Canada acknowledging that because that's a, uh, an affront, a, a, an existential threat in a way to the Indian government. Trudeau um, has a history now of allowing these Khalistani separatists into Canada and protecting them by giving them dual citizenship so the Indian government can't touch them while they continue to choreograph these separatist activities back in India. And then you've got this stuff going on with NewsClick and the, the funding of it and the paper trail there and this political activist and rich guy who's, I believe he's from the United States, he has U.S. citizenship, and being connected to the protests on the streets in Canada, pro-Palestinian, and it's all coming together. Yeah, you see, I, you start connecting the dots, and it yeah. doesn't take long, and the next thing you know, it's like, holy smokes, it's all connected. I don't know where Violet Mountain in the chat is getting her info, or if she has a link to a source that she feels credible, but she is saying in the chat uh, that him, Neville, has joined a Communist Party workshop about international promotion of the Chinese Communist Party. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, would that surprise anybody? <laughs> well, Trudeau has said, you know, he's got that famous clip, right? He admires the basic dictatorship of China because they can turn their economy around in a dime, he says. You know, but here, you know, Brendan, you touched on this as well. This is the thing people don't understand. China has turned its economy around at the expense of the United States, Canada, and the West. Everything about China, there, people say, well, we're so dependent on China. Well, what are we going to do if we go to war with China? China needs us as much or maybe more than we need them because they need to well, sell us the stuff. That's the Nixon philosophy of opening China, which in the 60s, mm -hmm. I agree with Nixon made sense as a wedge yep. between China and Russia. Where it went wrong, the problem wasn't Nixon. The problem was the Mitt Rhinomnies of the world mm -hmm. and the Bill Clintons of the world in the 90s, who then sold us all out entirely to China for their financial personal financial interests in China. Yes. We allowed we allowed our industry incorrectly to outsource production to countries in, in particular China. Se security related ones especially. Yes. Now I'm all for outsourcing letting some things be outsourced but your security related items you absolutely cannot your pharmaceutical items like we have allowed to happen cannot be these are security issues and threats but don't sit there for a minute folks and, and think that 
China has the economic answers to our problems through communism because it's not true. China has prospered oh. and grown its economy because they become a mercantilist um, nation state that has really turned its economy around by becoming capitalistic and selling yeah. the stuff they produce back to the West. Rick, and, they've, and they've done it on the backs of their, yeah. their people by paying them less and, and not not enforcing uh, production and environmental and safety standards to the same level that we have here so they could do it cheaper. And they've done it with coal and oil powering all of their factories yeah, and continue to do so. This goes back to the olden days. It's like saying, you know, we need, China needs us more, right? It's the leech that we used on bodies for medicinal purposes in the past, that yeah. our body needed the leech. No, the leech needed to suck our blood to survive. The, you know, the host is not dependent on the parasite. The other way around is true. Drill, baby, drill, man. Get that oil. Tell these environmentalists to pound salt. We're drilling for the oil. We're gonna, you know, you can have your electric cars, but no more mandates. You, um, <laughs> yeah. you, you bring the production back here, start producing your auto parts here again. You pass rules and, and regulations, laws that make sure that these big corporations that have become global corporations, you, you pass laws to make sure that your commerce is conducted in a, in a manner that is fair to American, Canadian, Mexican, North American workers, not based on global standards but our standards here at home america first canada first mexico first north america first that's where we need to go drill produce add value here on the home front add value every step of the way and don't just take that oil out of the ground and ship it overseas take that oil out of the ground build factories have your plastics plants here do everything with it that you can do with it here you can share the wealth you can share those resources out after you supply your domestic market yeah. and make sure that you're not just your military security but your economic security is secured at home and 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 don't allow the abuse of the capitalistic system on a global scale because these other countries do not play by the same rules as we do. We're sitting here playing by a different set of rules, handcuffed while we allow these other countries to not play by the same rules and still sell the stuff back into our country at cheap, cheap, cheap rates. We need to start rising the tide at home so that everybody's boat gets lifted up. Yeah, Rick, I think you better stop saying drill, baby, drill. I think the royalty check that you will owe Sarah Palin is getting pretty big. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm on I'm on board with uh, saying drill, baby, drill. <laughs> Black gold, Texas tea. Yeah, and here's here's Louis Fast, who wants everybody to go to this link because he's decided he hates me because he's a paranoid <laughs> schizophrenic who wants everyone to go there because of uh, some BS that this this guy is spreading. So I'm just going to hit it straight up because he's decided that he is going to take down our channels has been threatening me um, in emails. Um, he's a, and I don't know, Louie, why you've decided you hate me so much or why you have to be so disruptive and negative, but I really would appreciate it if you would stop threatening me by, by email. And if you're going to come yeah. into the chat and, you know, 
um, feel free to direct people to whatever you want where people are hammering me. Um, I'm just not going to acknowledge it beyond that. But if you really want people to know, there's the link. Go ahead and watch whatever you want to watch and believe whatever you want to believe. That's because, I'm just not going to play the stupid game. Yeah, that's because, Thanks for doing you that. know what, another guy hiding with no photo, like for the guy that was on pretending to be a... Uh, uh, a Republican, remember that from several months ago, uh, has to hide behind a blank avatar, can't show his face, probably can't use his real name. Uh, a leftist can never build anything on their own. They only have to try to tear down others. So um, there you go, folks. Uh, are you happy now, Louie? Um, now you don't have to keep posting in the chat to attack me. <laughs> Just if you want to, if you want to, know what louis was go ahead okay and and louis keep on doing your best to destroy the channel you said that you're going to destroy me go ahead like that's fine okay you can get your whole whatever you're going to do with your people and your team and whatever it is you, you think you're going to do just go ahead and do it and i'll just i'll just suffer the consequences apparently he got banned or something in the chat by one of our mods and uh he now he's, his nose is all out of joint again and he thinks that i'm some I don't know that I'm some evil person. So whatever, man. Okay. Like I'm, I'm tired of it. So what? just whatever. Okay. Let's but move you on. heard his feelings. Rick. Uh, just whatever. <laughs> just, go ahead. Oh, look, it's I, so I'm on there and it says Rick Walker, former CTV journalist liar has stated publicly that he is aware that I Kevin J Johnson and a team of Derek Story, Ed Jaminix, uh, I don't know, a bunch of names here, uh, renowned and loved Trucker's Convoy. What? He checked none of his sources. Otherwise, he would have known that Derek was in Calgary and I was in maximum security prison. It, it, dude, it doesn't, it doesn't even... It, <laughs> It, it's from a while, long time. It's from almost a year ago now, and um, it's just stupid. And the, I see that. And and it's and it's just it's not even true. I didn't say what the guy says that I said. He says oh, that I lied oh, about him, but he lied about me lying about him. And I did. It's just stupid. Um, I've never. I don't even know the guy. And whatever, man. It's like I'm just living rent free in their minds. So. Yeah. We've got the same thing here in the U.S. As you know, I co-host Savaged Unfiltered. There's another uh, left-wing loon uh, podcast that hasn't even broadcast in months now. I think we think they're probably dead. I, we always call them Clueless Nation. That's not their name, but, you know, that's what they are. And it's the same thing. They lie about what we say to set up their lie. You know, it, it's like media matters. So Savage Unfiltered, we know media matters watches. And anyway, they will take you know, out of context what we Louis, say. Yeah, and Louie, I've spoken to Louie on the phone. Okay, I think I've got oh. his phone number here. Anyway, because he's phoned me. So, Louie, <laughs> I love you, man. Okay? When when you calm down and you realize that I'm not your enemy, for whatever reason, you've, okay, I'll, I'll unban you. Because apparently you're banned. I don't even know what name you're in. I even went in and looked. You got to unban me. I will unban you when you stop calling me. Well, names that I can't even repeat here on the air. Okay, and stop attacking me for 
paranoid reasons, you I'm happy to bring you back. And well, you found your way back into the chat anyway, so I guess you're not banned. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No wonder I can't unban you. You're not banned. So stop being so freaking paranoid and it'll be okay. And you can come back and everything will be all right. Um, I don't know what else to say, man. Like you're okay. You're in, you're a nice guy. He's just decided that I don't know what it is. It's, it's just get your back on your meds, I guess. It's, it's fine. And again, Jeez. this episode brought to you by Big Pharma. <laughs> right, right. Whatever. Call back, call back. Uh, okay, I, story, I didn't mean to sidetrack and get into personal crap. I'm just like, if you're going to be in there disruptive in the chat, then let's just deal with it and move on. Okay, let's move on. Where were we? In fact, you know what? Moving let's take on. a little... Can we take a little break and now, now? for something and completely different. Let's just <laughs> let's just move on and... We'll just pretend that that didn't even happen. Okay? <laughs> Be right back. Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. individuals. Defenders of individual rights and freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News. Maverick News. Defending free speech. Free speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Fighting the Great Reset by leading the Great Great Resistance. Maverick News. The antivirus programs for your mind. 
That didn't help my headache. <laughs> it's a tumor. Oh, oh my God, that's a tumor, oh. Rick. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, even that movie has got to be twenty years old. Oh, it's right? older than twenty years old. It's what are you talking about? Older. I think it was like nineteen ninety. So, it's got to be like I'm three. So Wait, uh, let's find out. No, I'm curious. Cop. Kin kindergarten cop, right? With Arnold 1990. I hit it. I hit it right on the nail. 1990. Oh, very good. Oh my God. What? 35 years now. So it'll be probably back at theaters for a 35th anniversary showing this year. No, they won't because there's a, a line in there where the kid oh, says, uh, right. Boys have girls a have vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh it's not one. it's not gender affirming. Oh I'll give yeah. you something you can affirm. So <laughs> So yeah, this story about the uh, news click. Couldn't that's a, I wish I'd thought of that name for a news site. That's a pretty good name. Um anyway, the it shares uh, something with the antihate.ca, doesn't it? Like the way it's kind of all laid out, it just kind of has similarities with antihate.ca. I hadn't thought of that. Just kind of what the hmm. vibe it's given me, because I was looking at it while we were on the quick break there. I was like, this is like the same thing, but on a much more pumped up, magnified scale. Oh, you were watching that? I, well, thought, this you is... were, I thought you were feeding Louie some dirt on Rick <laughs> in the break. Uh, yeah. So, so here's the wire, and they've really picked up on this story. I mean, American millionaire Neville Roy Singham, who has been named as an accused in the News Click terror case, has rejected the allegations that he is running a funding network affiliated to the Chinese government's propaganda arm to spread China's talking points around the world, including in India through media outlet News Click. In a four-page rebuttal available to the wire, Singham called the New York Times article because there was an investigation by the uh, the New York Times as well on this, which first came out with allegations against him misleading and described the article as an innuendo-laden hit piece based on the August 5th New York Times article. The Delhi police's special cell named him an accused in the case in which the editor and an employee of News Click were arrested close to 100 persons, including journalists and activists were also raided, calling the NYT piece a great disservice to the cause of press freedom. Singham said the NYT intentionally chose not to publish all the factual rebuttals that I provided to them on July 22nd, 2023. So you can see where this all goes. Obviously, you know, it's an assault on free speech. Uh, yeah. Uh, at what point does propaganda stop being free speech i don't know do you have any thoughts on that guys that's an interesting question that's a big question where is the line well this is definitely what i would call what's the word for it programming they're programming people yeah well again it's opinion 
It can be someone's opinion as long as, you know, propaganda can be opinion, right? In their opinion, communism is a superior political model. They're morons, but, you know, they, they can be of that opinion. Or they're just bought and paid for hacks, you know, lining their pocket with whatever will line their pocket. But propaganda becomes uh, uh, actionable against when it's distorting or misrepresenting facts. Then you're dealing with fraud laws and RICO conspiracy laws. So there's definitely red lines, but they're fine lines all over the place. And this happened in India, correct, Rick? Yes. Yeah. And I'm trying to find, I had a clip queued up here, but of course, so many things up on the screen, I'm having difficulty finding it again. Uh, I will, though. I will. You guys keep talking and uh, keeping people informed. And so how, how's, the, how's the weather up by you, Brendan? It's really sucking here today. We've had a snowstorm. So oh, we, 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 get the same, we get the same weather. But yeah, I mean, whatever happens in India is subjected to India's laws. Like, I'm not, I I care about Canada and the U.S. Like, that's what I care about. As far as like, if you're gonna go do stuff in India, well, you're gonna be subjected to what happens in India's law. So for me, it's not really an issue of free speech if that's the case. Like, it's none of my business. And it's when India. I understand what you're saying, here, but this is all connected ultimately, right? But it is connected. Bit. So if Joe if Joe Biden went in there and and shut the organization. Well, you're down, seeing the like, same ah. guys, the same guy's name coming back, you know, like uh this Neville Roy Singham seems to be involved in what's going on right here in Canada on the streets right now and connected to this news click thing. He's a political activist. And and then this creates this raises larger questions about where does free speech end and um, foreign government influence over our political system, our politics, our, our way of life. Where does it, where does, you know, where's the line? Yeah. You know how my mind works now. I got a dumb song parody in my head. Sing, um, sing, um, song, make it communist to last the whole day long. Anyway, yeah, I, I mean, really I don't know, don't These know are what to, they, to be honest, I had not heard his name until you floated it. So like you, I have to kind of keep my powder dry to some degree till I learn more around him, about him and everything involved with him. Uh, as time goes along, that name will be on my radar now, whereas it wasn't before. Oh, and so well, he's promoting a pro-Chinese narrative in India, so that kind of pissed them off. <laughs> well, they obviously have much stricter rules in India than we do here. Um, and, well, here's a clip from, what's the name of this organization republic world is the name of the channel 
a news organization uh, out of India. So let's just listen to a little bit of this report. Well, uh, bringing you the latest on the news click scandal now, we're given to understand uh, that the CBI has registered an FCRA case against news click. Meanwhile, the CBI is also carrying out searches across two locations. Uh, so uh, the CBI is conducting searches in the news click uh, scandal. Shavan San joins us on the phone line. He has more details. Uh, Shavan, good morning. Tell us more, please. Well, Nupur, after the Delhi Police uh, special cell, it's the Central Bureau of Investigation that has stepped in. But as far as the case is concerned, we're given to understand that the Central Bureau of Investigation has filed a fresh case against NewsClick, which is pertaining to an FCRA, alleged FCRA violation. This is against NewsClick. Remember, this is uh, in connection with the Foreign Contribution Regulation Act, which is particularly to do with the funding that was allegedly received by NewsClick. Remember, uh, even the enforcement directorate was uh, primarily looking into the money laundering angle uh, with respect to the fact that there was there was a suspicious transaction that had initially taken place in the year 2018. And thereafter, there was a huge inflow of funds that came in by way of FDI, and later on it was by by way of export of services. Now, this only means more trouble uh, for Prabhupada Pukaisa, who's already in the custody of uh, the Delhi Police Special Cell. In fact, he has been sent to judicial custody for 10 days, which effectively would mean that the Central Bureau of Investigation, which is also carrying out searches uh, today at two locations, in, in all probability would also be moving the court uh, for taking custody of Prabhupada Pukaisa uh, in the case that they are they are probing at this point in time. Uh, in a nutshell, Lupur, remember most of the agencies have already filed a case against NewsClick, starting with the income tax department uh, to Delhi Police's economic offences wing, thereafter the enforcement directorate. Uh, finally, you do have the Central Bureau of Investigation also stepping in. As of now, Lupur, uh, we have only got a confirmation that this is an alleged uh, FCRA violation case which has been registered against uh, NewsClick. What we are waiting for uh, is uh, more details to come in from the Central Bureau of Investigation with regards to as to when was this case uh, filed. Because at this point in time, remember, all that we do know is that uh, this is pertaining to the case that was registered by the enforcement directorate with regards to the money laundering aspect. And uh, during, during the course of the investigation, the enforcement directorate had also informed Delhi Police uh, Special Cell and the Central Bureau of Investigation with regards to the funding that was received by Newsweek and the evidence that they had gathered uh, during the investigation, uh, which indicated that in the year beginning of the year 2018, uh, when they had first received the tranche of money from Worldwide Media Holding LLC, a company which turned out to become a company which turned out to be a paper company. And the only transaction that took place and thereafter, there was no business activity of this very company. That is the reason why they suspected that there could be an angle of money laundering. But remember, this is the same very year when the money that first came in of roughly about 9 crore rupees, it came in by way of FDI. And the fact of the matter is that uh, they are probing right now whether at all uh, this was a, there was right. a violation in the Foreign Contribution Regulation Act. Remember, this comes under the Ministry of Home Affairs. So you get the idea. So yeah, it's not even government. just about. It's, sorry, go ahead, Brendan. 
I was just going to say, yeah, the Indian government doesn't appear to like social uh, engineering as much as uh, our governments do. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just about free speech. It's about money coming in. Like it's, it's about funding these things and foreign money flowing into the country to influence politics, which can affect elections. You're uh, muted there, Joseph. That's quite dramatic, yeah. though. Oops, was... Sorry about the uh, yeah. <laughs> money China has drained from the U.S. using to influence other places now. Yeah. So, I mean, you get the money involved. Now, now it's not just so much an issue of free speech, I, I would say. Now it's, it's, it's becoming more complicated or maybe clearer. Maybe it's easier, I think, when you start seeing foreign money flow in to get people to say things or to help people to say things. Now it's it's a different kind of a deal because that would be, I guess you could examine it, examine the issue from the perspective of, well, would you allow a foreign government to own a television station in your country and... Um, operate it in a way that makes it look like it's not them without telling you who they are and then spread their information that way. Like I said, at the beginning of the program, the problem with, I would say communists, fascists in my experience. And I think as being illustrated right here is they're not always straight up. They don't tell you who they are. They engage in acts of deception often these days because they know people don't want. They, if you tell them I'm a communist, I'm gonna. This is what I think. People automatically go with communism or no fascism. You're a Nazi. I'm out. So they have to sell it to you in another way. Thoughts? Yep, absolutely. The seven Ds of the left. Communist, fascist, socialist, whatever. Dodge, deflect, distract, distort, deny, deceive, discredit. So you have these protesters in the streets. It's the same sort of thing. Or even the money flowing into environmental groups, non-governmental organizations from foreign governments. They're being influenced. They're being bought and paid for, controlled by foreign foreign governments in that way. And then they come in here and they influence our politics, our society, our economy, and and people are not aware. They think that it's, um, you know, the ABC um, philanthropy group trying to, saying they're doing nice things to help people in our country and they're all about social justice or whatever cause that they claim that they're advocating for. And in reality, they're really working against the best interests of the country. I would say that's really the case with many of these environmental groups. My opinion Absolutely. is that, you know, it's like they tell you that they're there to protect the environment or to protect First Nations, to, to work for the, the little guy. And in reality, their real objective is to prevent us from drilling for oil or 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 building a pipeline for natural gas because it makes us more dependent on foreign energy. Yeah, I uh, was just recording an interview with Clive Savico for my show come out probably April, March, April timeframe. He is a former fire chief. 
and like you're talking, they're they're undermining Western culture. The green movement, a watermelon is, is it right? Green on the outside, it's about commie red on the inside. And wildfires, more and more acreage is burned. The left don't care. They just want the issue. If they cared, they would allow us to manage the forests again, so that they're, there would be. In. Like I discussed with Clive Savicall, the fire chief, you've got to create fire breaks. You've got to remove the brush or it's going to burn like crazy. And a lot of these wildfires, like up in Canada, too, are set by arson, by leftists, not climate change. Well, they're all programmed to think like that and to say those things. All they know is the catchphrases. They just know, like, the buzzwords. They don't know... If you ask them or press them on any of it, they don't know. The internet is chock full of some right-wing pundit going up to people on the street, asking them questions about something, and they go, well, do you care about the environment? Oh, yeah, I love the environment. We have to care about the environment. And then he pushes them on it, and they don't know anything, and it falls flat. With this situation here, I think it's a matter of national security if you have a foreign entity in your country pumping money into things that are designed to get people upset with their current government and to topple that government then it's an issue of national security this is what took down ukraine before Zelensky was elected there's been i believe in georgia there's other similar instances this is social engineering and it's designed and to go ahead sorry and, and and every government gets involved, at least every major government gets involved in trying to manipulate the affairs of other governments. The United States does it in, in other countries. Heck, I think they do it to some degree domestically as well. You know, the you know, Trudeau, well, Trudeau does. yeah. Trudeau does. He absolutely does. And then you have foreign governments, you know, trying to do it here. And it's inappropriate even for your own government to be doing it to us using either donated money or in some cases even tax dollars to you know to to direct things for political purposes in order to retain power it's all and it's also inappropriate for foreign governments to be allowed to come in and funnel money into the system so that you know they can even you know work to undermine our system and that's our exactly democracy. Like we we had that happen with uh, the Every Child Matters scandal when they they had claims that there was all kinds of indigenous bodies that were in Kamloops that uh, the church killed a bunch of children and put them underground. That was paid for by the Trudeau government. The activist groups that were behind it were paid for by the Trudeau government. The uh, ground penetrating radar for it was paid for by the Trudeau government. This plenty collective that is paying people to stand in solidarity with the Palestinians. They're receiving Trudeau money. They just received a $28,000 grant for our operations in 2023 and 2024. That's the Trudeau yeah, government paying and... for to, in, to destabilize our country. That's what these people are doing when they go out there and cause and run amok. They are destabilizing the society. Yeah. And because we have politicians in places of power who have taken also foreign money 
to help fund their campaigns because there is corruption and there is a paper trail on that quite often. And we're seeing it even with Trudeau because you're seeing a lot of Chinese money flowing into his campaign, especially through Western, you know, donation conduits. Um, and we've seen absolute direct proof of that, um, you know, through donor lists, uh, especially out in, in uh, British Columbia. Um, you know, you, you can start to connect the dots again and see why he acts this way on this issue or s turns a blind eye to that. And that's, again, him sort of playing both sides off against each other at, at the same time, because I think he's taking money really from both sides. Just he's every politician becomes, tries to. Yeah. 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 That, that's why he's kind of in a, between a rock and a hard place now. He's he's having trouble navigating this because he's he's got to satisfy the the Jewish community, the the pro-Israel lobby, and at the same time he's been taking money from. Well, I I shouldn't make these accusations straight up. I mean, I can't say that Trudeau is directly taking the money, but well, there is documentation that money is flowing into the Liberal Party. Um, through you know political donations, and, and Rick, I'm not saying Rick that it's illegal. Yeah, it not illegal, right? But right. it's but the influence is absolutely there, and that in itself is corrupting. Maybe not in an illegal way. Maybe it is illegal. We need that's why we need more financial transparency as well. Yeah, but it's okay when the left does it. It's not okay mm. if anybody else does it. That's like with the, here in the U.S., the uh, weaponization ever since Obama weaponized the IRS to go after conservative groups uh, who got together to put together money as a pack uh, to secretly come together, whereas leftist packs for years have gotten away with under law what they were doing, but they got attacked, the Tea Party groups. And, the, you know, the weaponization of the alphabet, rainbow alphabet, or the alphabet agencies in the U.S., the DOJ, the FBI, to go after Trump for, while ignoring still the Hunter Biden laptop with the evidence of Biden crime family crimes. And the literal evidence of Biden on video, if you don't get rid of the prosecutor by whatever time, I'm not going to give you U.S. taxpayer dollars. That's called extortion. That's called bribery. <laughs> you know, there's also this narrative about um, the, uh, the, about APAC, right? The, uh, the pro- Israel lobby, pro-Jewish lobby, and how how much influence they have over the the United States, and how they control the United States. It's it ties into the whole anti-Semitic trope thing. Okay, I was looking. I I did. I just took a little time to dig a little deeper into that. And again, I'm like, this is just such a misdirection. Because, yes, APAC is a lobby group. Yes, they do advocate for pro-Israel, pro-Jewish. Everyone 
anyone right. can right. have their own lobby group. There's nothing wrong there with that. There are thousands. I think there are over 12,000 lobby groups in the United States. It's a legal process. I'll tell you this. APAC doesn't even make the top 10. <laughs> the National Association of Realtors spent $83 million in the last election cycle. APAC spent 53. And they're not even in the top 10. So don't tell me that APAC alone controls the United States. Do they have some influence over politicians? Yes. So too do 12, over 12,000 other lobby groups. Yeah, I've got a chart here in the U.S. There's the left constantly crying about the Koch brothers, the Koch brother money, the, you know, influencing American party, American politics. Meanwhile, I have the chart of all the hundred left-wing PACs that spend far more money than the Koch brothers ever have combined on an annual basis. But, oh, it, you know, again, it's fine when your side does it, but heaven forbid somebody else do it. Makes sense. Yeah. All the big money is in the big cities, and all the big cities are Democrats. Mm-hmm. Eh, yeah, so we... not a surprise there. All right, well, worst... my stomach's starting to growl. I have got to get some pizza in my stomach. <laughs> so I will bid you fellows and adieu. Thanks for having me on again, Rick. I appreciate it. Thank it's you, Joseph. Good meeting you, Joe. Good meeting you, too, Brandon. Take care, brothers. Thank you. Sir. We'll talk at you soon. Yeah. And it is getting close to that time, Brendan, to kind of wrap things up. Do you um, have any final thoughts on tonight? I just want to say thanks for having me on again. And it's, uh, it's always good to have conversations with you and, um, and to the viewers out there, of course, uh, uh, thanks for, for listening to all of my gobbledygook. And in the meantime, uh, if you need to send donations anywhere, send them to uh, freedomreporters.com. Rick Walker needs your help. Do that. It could help. And uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody. It's been, it's been a great evening. Yeah. And yeah, you can donate at freedomreporters.com. Uh, you can also just like, share, subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Subscribe over on the Rumble channel. We are also, you know, on these other platforms as well, um, especially with the rebroad, uh, the repeat live streams, which are not live. They're recorded, but they're on CloudHub and BitChute and YouTube and Brighteon. So we end up on all those platforms as well. Twitter. You know the drill. And subscribe over on YouTube, even though, you know, we'll probably get banned off there again by Tuesday. Um, and not broadcasting at all on Facebook tonight because of those exact kind of problems. But what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey, forget about it. I mean, yeah, join us on Rumble and, and on Twitter because I think that's going to be the uh, future for now. And I could be wrong about that. But, yeah, I mean, I do watch your videos sometimes when I do have the chance. I mean, I have a crazy life right now but when i do watch i notice that a lot of you guys don't just hit the like button it doesn't cost you anything hit the like button do it yeah yeah it, it helps with the algorithm it really actually does and if you do subscribe hit the notification bell and then you'll actually receive the notifications when we post new videos on youtube so that helps too so with that being said um Thank you, everybody, for spending the time with us here tonight. I'm going to move on, and uh, 
and go nurse my headache because it is pounding. And Louie, I love you, man. Please, please come home and stop attacking me. If, come on, you know, Louie, come home. Your mama loves you. Everything's going to be fine. Okay? And uh, Mavericks, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here. Same news time, same news channel on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.